Yeah. So I got my boat tie on, yeah I could be chillin' now So I got my dad hat on, yeah Wow, wow I could be chillin' now So I got my dad hat on, yeah I could be suitin' up So I got my bow tie on, yeah Dad hats and bow ties Dad hats and bow Dad hats and bow ties Dad hats and bow I could be suitin' up so I got my bow tie on, yeah. I could be chillin' now. So I got my dad hat on, yeah. Dad hats and bow ties, dad hats and bow. Dad hats and bow ties, dad hats and bow ties. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a very special episode of Dad Hats and Bow Ties. No number for this one. This is just a bonus track. It's a celebratory track for us reaching episode 100. I am the kid XAB. She man distinguished the God. It's your boy D Flow. And yeah, man, we're gonna do this a little different. So uh today the the main focus is for us to kind of celebrate this journey with y'all. Is we've been doing this since 2016. Thanks. We took a year off uh at one point uh to restructure and retool. And we'll go into the details of that maybe in a little bit. But uh how you brothers feeling? And and yeah, how y'all feeling about episode one hundred? We here. Um, I've been getting a lot of feedback from people. I see that the views are going up on um SoundCloud. See the views going up on iTunes. So shit is looking like a movie, man. Certified Lover Boy is out now. Big facts, man. It's a, it's a wonderful yeah. feeling to say the least, man. We've been etching away at this joint little by little, just building up the catalog. So it's dope, yeah. Like like what this thing was said, you know, the numbers is growing, people is fucking with it, and it's only going to get better from here on out. Absolutely. So, like I said, we're going to celebrate this episode. And the way we're going to do that is we're going to take you through the journey of Dad Had Some Bow Ties and some of our greatest moments all the way from episode one up until our most recent episode. Um, but before we get into all of that, what are some of y'all favorite aspects of the podcast? Like, what are... Some things about the show that really, really excite you either to do it or just in general. Um, I'm I'm definitely gonna say, man, the the camaraderie, you know, the ability to link up and just, you know, um for the people who know us and for the fans who are, are a bit more closely knitted with us, they wanna know that this is regular for us. This is how we talk, this is how we get along with each other. Uh, I would I would want y'all to be a part of our intimate conversations, but just know that the buffoonery doesn't stop on the podcast. Like we read, this is how we talk amongst each other. We laugh, we joke, we you know we sit, we chop things up, and you know we just have fun. And this is how the podcast started. Like it started because the conversations were naturally funny. The conversations were always you know very intellectual and. We challenge each other, so why not? You know, like, that's how the podcast originated. So, yeah, I, that's what I love about it. Like, even though we're on the podcast, that doesn't mean we talk any differently to each other outside of the podcast. So that's what I enjoy about it most. Yeah, just to just to add to what D-Flow said, yeah, there's a, I feel like there's a lot of people who I think 
kind of started to learn us more. Like I had one of my good friends, Philly, when he first started listening to the podcast, I think he said something along the lines of, I never knew you cursed. And I was like, what? He was like, yeah, and I never knew you cursed. And I was like, cursed? I was like, bro, do you know who you're talking to? Then I had to realize, like, no, I guess, I guess he don't know who the fuck he's talking to because maybe he was only used to seeing Distinguish doing shit in the community. And maybe he had a preconceived notion of how I was versus how I really was or the rest of me was, I should say. So it's like more people kind of got an inside scoop to our lives. More people started to, you know, probably realize we was just more or less just like them. You know, we had the same thoughts they had. We had the same feelings they had. We had the same dreams and aspirations they had. We just created a platform to put it on public display. Keyword, public. So um, it gave us an opportunity to have a space to be vulnerable. You know, I didn't fucking cry on this goddamn podcast. So, you know, maybe share too much information. But, you know, then when I hit, when, when I hear people hit me up and say, yo, you inspired me. Or XAB may get somebody in his inbox. Yo, you guys inspired me to do a podcast. That shit says a lot, you know? So, you know, to me, it says we ain't just up here, you know, talking shits and giggles, man. We out, we really out here changing lives and we inspiring people. So, you know, shout out to the listeners who listen faithfully every week. And, you know, more importantly, shout out to us for just being consistent. No matter what happened, we did that. Yeah, I would have to say one of my favorite aspects about doing the podcast and the podcast in general is uh, bringing guests on and actually having them open up in ways that I know they haven't opened up on in traditional interviews and in general. And we've had listening back to some of these episodes, we've definitely had a lot of guests come on and just feel like they were chilling with their friends. Some of them were friends, but others were people we kind of just were acquaintance with and told them to come on the show and they came on and they still felt like they were chilling with their friends or chilling with their brothers. And I think that's an amazing thing. That's like a really interesting psychological thing to think about where people that don't really know you get comfortable enough to answer certain questions and go along for the ride because we are definitely not the easiest to interview with. We're going to ask you some shit that's going to potentially put you in a space where you weren't thinking about that topic in that type of way before, or you weren't ready to answer that type of question. Um, And that's what we do. But I think that that's amazing because most of the time, everyone is comfortable. I feel like we've only had maybe one or two uncomfortable interviews, I would say, uh, in the entirety of doing the show. So that's one aspect of it that is like really dope to me. How do you feel the podcast has helped us grow? I feel like for me... that's a no-brainer. I feel like each year that has passed, each episode, there's just more layers that are being either revealed from being suppressed from what I believe people to consider, yo, don't say that or um, don't do that. But, you know, being a part of the podcast has helped me grow because I feel like I've just been more honest with myself. Like, just way, way, way more honest and just way more... I feel like I was always outspoken in poetry and in the community, but I feel like on this, so it's a different level of being outspoken. It's a different level of being boisterous. It's a different level of being vulgar. 
you know, even with the curses, like the curses and, you know, how we, you know, say things when we get passionate or when we get tight. Those are real feelings. Those are real emotions. And you can't make that up, whether whether you're friends with the people on the podcast that you're doing it with or not. Like, you can't make that up. You know, if you're happy, you're really going to see it. You're really going to see somebody almost die from laughter in the office. You, you're going to see that shit. You know, if you tight, you know, you're going to see that. And you're going to feel that in somebody's voice right at that moment on the podcast. You know, there's a there's a realism. Shout out to AL Styles. There's a realism. There's a realism that's associated with what we do that the shit is so authentic. Like, you really got to ask yourself, like, is this shit butter? Because I can't believe this is not. Like, this shit is like, you, you, can't, you can't make up, like, what we have on there. So... For the podcast to bring out all the emotions and all of us, like I feel like I learned so much about D Flow on the podcast outside of D Flow being my engineer or D Flow being my producer. I feel like I learned so much about um, XAB outside of, excuse me, the music and you know, um, uh, uh, you just being so artistic and you know you you know being so you know um, highly you know sophisticated with how you choose your words and when you're describing a story or how the certain issue makes you feel and you put it on social media and to see the reaction i'm like damn like these are really my brothers so i just be fortunate i just be like damn like this is what i guess this would have feel like when big sean got signed to the rock uh well to kanye i should say prior to kanye losing his fucking mind but it's just like this super it's like this super awakening that happens when you feel like you're finally at the fucking table of you know on the brink of something that could potentially change your whole life and in a lot of ways it definitely has changed our lives i would say i would say yeah you 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 made some excellent points i think one of the things that really stands out about what you said is authenticity i think that podcasting if you want to be successful as a podcast and i guess this is a gem but if you want to be successful as a podcast you have to tap into your most authentic self you can't be trying to force anything, whether it's trying to be trying to force being funny, trying to force being serious, trying to force being intellectual. Like none of those things will help in the podcasting realm. You have to literally be your most authentic self and present it. And there's always an edit button. So if you say something or do something that's a little too wild, you got to have the wherewithal or maybe get a friend. Uh, who can edit out or, or look for those things and be like, nah, you shouldn't put that out. But um, being your most authentic self is is really the most important thing. And I think that for me, consistency, I learned a lot about consistency doing this podcast. I mean, I remember when we first started and Flo used to get on me because if something happened and I was, if I was like, yo, we need to retool and re- rebrand and we need to take a month off. He was like, a month, nigga, two weeks. We take it two weeks and we need to come back. Like, we can't do, we can't take that long. And I remember when we were in that limbo space for um, a year after. So basically, Flo had a studio and we were working out of there for a while. Um, and then that that situation decided to close down. Flo was closing the studio. And um, at the time... Me and Distinguished were like, yo, we should get an office space because before that, we were going to different studios. So we were going to like Engine Room every now and then. Shout out to Engine Room. 
Uh, we were going to Mercy. Shout out to Mercy. But when you when we was doing the math and we were like, yo, it might be more beneficial for us as a whole unit to get an office space. And if we get an office space, that's 24-7 access. We don't have to worry about having to leave at a certain time. If if there's more content we want to create, we could create it. Like there's just so many different things that we can do. And it took us a while to find a space that was within the budget that we were looking to do things in. But we we did and we found an amazing space in Dumbo. Um, that's all you get and we can't facts, tell you the full boy, location. Facts. But <laughs> in Dumbo, right by the water, it's an amazing building. Um, and yeah, we we uh man, I remember that day. It was in December. We got we got the the keys to the office. December was, 1st, we was, got the keys to the it was office. December 1st to be exact. We took our first picture. Uh and we started to build up. We put our little desk in in the back, put our little purple sponge <laughs> <laughs> voice retainer in the back. Got all our mics. Shout out to D Flow as the engineer for suggesting all of the equipment that we needed to get. Um, but that was a really special moment. And I think that was a special point in time for us as a podcast because it, regardless of numbers and maybe social media presence, we are definitely still growing that. But in terms of life elevation, I felt like that was a really important moment in time for us. Um, and especially me and Distinguish in terms of having an office where we both can conduct our individual businesses out of it as well. So that was an amazing time. Um, COVID definitely made it so that we haven't been in the office. I don't remember the last time we, when was the last time we were all in the office? March, I would, February? I would, I would say er, early March, I would say. Feel like fe- I feel like yeah, it might it might have been that February February March, um. But the office has pretty much. I've been going to the office, and then recently, distinguishing, I've been going back to the office. And when we do finally return as a podcast in the office, you're gonna see some major changes, um, because as we elevated the first time, we're gonna elevate again, um, especially in lieu of the hundredth episode. So you're gonna see some aesthetically different things. And we're going to definitely work on having more of a presence um, visually, a visual presence. But, um, but yeah, I think consistency, because when we took that year off, we definitely had a lot of people asking about the podcast. And I don't think any of us ever had intentions to not, you know, like to dissolve it. But anything can happen when you're not doing something for a, a period of time. But luckily, we came back better and stronger and um yeah yeah i think consistency is a big thing so ever since we came back like like we said i don't think we missed more than two or three episodes we've been going strong extra episodes we've been a lot more organized because we definitely have some lost files out there there's definitely definitely some interviews that yeah you guys don't have we have an interview with ivy rivera um, that was when Ivy was really into the, she's still into the hip hop scene, but she was more of a hip hop blogger um, before Hustle in Brooklyn and before her E1 situation. And we did a double XL episode where she broke down some of the 
the people she thought was going to have a career. Uh, we have a Joshua Walker episode, the uh, owner of AMG. Um, and, and that was a great episode because Josh is a great guy, period. We got an Ozzy the Virus episode. Ozzy is a huge graphic designer. Uh, has worked with a lot of different artists. And that was a really dope episode because he he really spoke on the importance of black businesses and black ownership. And that was before everything. That was back in like 2017, 18. What other... Do we have any other episodes missing? The Cuddy episode. Um, oh, yeah. Cuddy. That was actually a good... That, that was that a was good episode. Good. I remember that. Definitely um, had an episode with Cuddy. And Cuddy spoke a lot about... Um, being a promoter, because he's a promoter in, in the New York City area, and he kind of broke down the specifics about being a promoter, being in a relationship mm. as a promoter, and how that breakdown happens between promoters and artists. So that was yep, really yep, dope. Yep. That's all I can remember right now. Um, I think, yeah, I think we had some lost individual episodes too, but those are the more important ones because they highlighted guests. Um... What are some of y'all favorite moments? So when we talk about some of our favorite moments, of course, we have to start with episode one. Uh, And this is kind of where it all started with the shitty situations that we find ourselves in. Distinguished the God tells us uh, an all man Mm. moment that he experienced in his past where it got a little shitty. This also correlates to uh, a little bit of our conversation <laughs> on horrible decisions, which you guys will hear a little bit later. But episode one, uh, New Kids on the Block, listen in. Uh, my all man, uh, I, I, I landed in a shitty situation. Uh, shitty meaning literal. Uh, gotta go down no! uh, memory lane. Uh, once upon a time, I was dealing with this woman. Um, definitely old enough to be my mom's. Yeah, 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 man. Um, and yeah, so, uh, went to her crib, um, and I was the type of dude where if I knew I was going over a a shorty crib, as soon as I get to the front door, I would already be naked. I would already, I, I, how does that work, bro? Because I'll strip right there outside. And she went, what the fuck? Like I'm like nah, I'm, we gonna get, we gonna have sex. Any, anyway. you trying to get arrested, bro? Definitely trying to get arrested. Okay, I'm just trying to live my life. <laughs> Me, I live my life. Shout, boop, out, boop, shout boop. out to Flo. Shout out to Don Marcus. Well, I go on my sword, John. <laughs> bop, bop, bop. Yo, use a condom, all right? Use a condom. All right. So, uh, having sex with Shorty, everything is good, great, fine, and Danny. Then she's like, Malek. I'm like, yeah. She's like, stick it in my ass. I'm like, stick it in your ass. I'm like, I don't do shit like that. Do it. You're going to like it, honey. So I'm like, all right. Why would she tell you you're going to like that? I don't know. She she turned me out, bro. She really turned me out. Like some of these old women, bro, they worse than the young. They they worse than the young women, son. Yo, I eat ass too, bro. Like, (laughs) it's horrible. Like, it's it's bad. Wait, (laughs) nigga, who asked that? (laughs) I don't remember. Flo, you asked him that? Did you ask him if he, he asked? Because he just volunteered that information. That's what I'm saying. Like, she fucked my life up, man. So, doing that, <laughs> doing that, turn back over, missionary status. No evangelist was hurt during that situation. Damn, <laughs> Next thing I know, she's like, Malek, yo, brace back. I'm like, why? She's like, brace back. I brace back. Oh, oh, she was about to squirt. 
No. Oh. The entire condom has shit on it. Oh, fuck. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> this has been an episode of Dad Has Hit I'm fucking out, my nigga. What are we talking about? I was like, whoa, what the fuck? She's like, oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. I'm pulling it out you some more. You should be with your 40 and up old ass. Shit is sliding down the fucking comforter. <laughs> I'm like, roll, roll, roll. You should get me down the sheets. Barely, 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 barely. Life is about a sheet. Damn. I'm like, what the fuck, bro? Oh, so man. I'm up doing a year. Dig Daddy, dig that. She's like, oh my God, you think this is funny? I'm like, yes, motherfucker. It's called a colon cleanse. What the fuck? Like, <laughs> oh, it's called shit. vitamin D and shit. Not this one, but the other one like you fucked up i mean my favorite moment i gotta you know shout out to my guy marcus shout out to my guy marcus banks um episode eight um when marcus came also kimba was on that episode too shout out to kimba um we were having a very interesting conversation about um relationships and you know dating and marcus banks definitely said a lot um about his dating experience um, sidebar, that episode, yeah, I don't know, bro. If we do the math, bro. Sh- Yo, past the uh past the season, yeah, past the ranch. I was like, damn, son, that shit is crazy. Yeah, it's not, it's <laughs> kind of cringeworthy sometimes listening to some of our old episodes when we were just wilding. Um <laughs> and when we were younger and just saying yeah. we didn't give a damn right about how it sounded, but uh we we God damn. We've grown. <laughs> that's all that's the best you can <laughs> we've say grown. is we've grown. <laughs> We have grown. We've become much more now, yeah, I will yeah, say this yeah, though. We've, we've grown. We've yeah, never yeah. we've never um, said it to be misogynistic. Um if anybody because you know some people are gonna at some point go back to our old episodes, Negative, take yeah, some yeah, shit never, and try and run with it and call us all types of names. But we've never said anything yeah, yeah. to be misogynistic or homophobic or anything of that nature. Um sometimes we just let words fly. And this this nigga here right. distinguished the guy loves I mean, you the joke. So we roll with the joke sometimes, and I don't I don't wouldn't say that we've ever went too far. I'm, I don't think that I've heard things overly crazy. I mean, also I'm not a woman, and I'm not uh, anything else but a black man. So I can't really say if I offended somebody or not. If we did offend anybody, definitely apology um, right here and now. You could take this episode right here. And use it as an apology of anything we've said in the past has been offensive to you. Uh, but it's really all been in fun and jokes and sometimes dark, yeah, dark humor. Um, right. And shits and giggles. Yeah. But. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, guys. So that's one of my favorite moments. So if you guys are listening now. Check this short clip out about three and a half minutes. Episode eight, Marcus Bank discusses how he treated he was treated by women on dates and ended up possibly asking a motherfucking woman to marry him on a date. Check it out. Well, my heart goes out to both of you. <laughs> you know, um, I'm sorry to hear that you had a shitty year. I'm speechless. Fortunately for me, I'm a hippie, so nothing really phases me. Everything just gets on my nerves for like mm. 10 seconds, but I can't hold on to anything. So um, I'd say the most all man moment was getting off at Broadway Junction for the first time. <laughs> I've never been on that side, and it was horrifying. The oh, air smelled man. like tropical fantasy. <laughs> oh, like, shit. <laughs> There were tins on sale. Oh, outside. God. Oh, God. <laughs> it was just really bad. And I was really 
it definitely triggered my anxiety. Oh god! You said you smelled sperm killer air. Is, is that what you say? That's correct. Yeah. <laughs> you inhale that shit. You Yo. dirty badu. Dirty badu. What is going on? It smelled like blue raspberry. Oh. oh shit! Wow. It was really bad, but you know. You survived. Fortunately, I'm blessed and I'm lucky. So, mm-hmm. you know, two. 2016 was cute, and 2017 will be gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Make sure you get them Bantu knots done up, girl. <laughs> oh, this guy's shooting lasers. <laughs> but the thing is, you know what? I, you just got to talk about those socks. That's all I'm saying. Those socks? <laughs> Look like he got them out the hammer. <laughs> <laughs> Like, now we gotta <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't want to slip. Look like he got sugar and put cream on it. Let me get coffee with cream. These are my socks, dude. Look, look like he bleached them six A big swiffer commercial. What the fuck is your all man moment, Mr. Banks? Goddamn. Um, I can honestly say, uh, Catching the, catching the case this year that uh Damn. put a little dent in my career. <laughs> Damn, bro. Where um you know it's a living and a learning experience where you know you live and you learn. Uh, by by the grace of God, I did beat the case. Congratulations! But as All soon right. as you those handcuffs go on, you go, oh man. Yeah, man. <laughs> that's and a fact. Then, and then when you pay your lawyers, oh man, oh man. And the good thing was, I just had to pay you know court fees, but that was an oh man. So, <laughs> you know, I'm still in my Honda. Hopefully, uh, I can make some good money this year in 2017, <laughs> and we'll be on our way. You know, that's it. We just crawl before you walk. Yeah. So. <laughs> this nigga distinguishing his foolishness for episode eight. Marcus Banks, man, that was a funny ass conversation. That shit was comedy. Um, that shit was straight comedy <laughs> right there. My fat yo, I'm gonna take y'all niggas. What? Yo, the the funny thing about it though is this nigga and Kimba always do some bantering, son. Like there's always, always bro. <laughs> I, I low key her laugh. Let's just let's not even go past that. Her laugh is her laugh is downright. Downright <laughs> one of the most hilarious things you will hear in life, and um, yeah, Kimber is definitely yeah, she's the definitely homie. grown into it, and and definitely still a correspondent <laughs> for the show. Comes on every now and then. Uh, we love you, Kim. Thank you <laughs> so much for being such an amazing <laughs> sport about dad hats and bow ties. And we see you've gone off to do your own ventures. Um, that's a fact. And be on your own podcast, and that's really really dope. But yeah, Kimber. Kimber, her laugh, and then these two always going back and forth, bear comedy. Back and forth, boy, bear comedy. This is straight entertainment. That's what y'all. That's why. That's that's what y'all love us for. So, the episode I want to highlight right now is episode thirty, um, because of the internet featuring Alex Fucking Wolf. Man, shout, shout out, out to, that to young Alex lady Wolf. Right there, very, very in, very intelligent. Very, very intellectual. Check her out. Follow her on the gram. She's always talking about that facts and about different things that affect us with social media. And technology, so, for yo, sure. I'm not even going to go into what we talked about in detail <laughs> with that episode because it was a very, 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 very solid episode to listen to. A lot of information given on it. But the part that I want to highlight is when Distinguished came on the show <laughs> looking like a pedophile. Listen. <laughs> 
<laughs> with the Hitler mustache. It has to go down as one of the most funniest things I've seen in my entire life. <laughs> this guy came on the show and he thought nobody's going to notice it. I don't know what he thought was going to happen. I don't know if he figured niggas is just going to be like, cool mustache, bro. But nah, we, we can't I'm let gonna, it rock. So I'm going to I'm gonna refrain from answering why I had to do that. Sure, 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 sure. There was a reason, though. There was a reason. There was a reason that he never gave us on the actual show. Correct. Check out the fucking clip, y'all. Let, let me know what y'all think. Yeah, because I got another off on the table that's um, trying to give me doubled in that at another um, job. Oh. Yeah. Do you X knows about that? Do you get to um, you get to you get to get rid of that that perf mustache? <laughs> <laughs> you, you get rid of that pedophile, bro. I'm cutting your ass. No comment. On live show. I'm letting no you know. Comment. I'm letting you, ladies no and gentlemen. Comment. If y'all don't know, and if you haven't gotten your tickets already, the live show is coming November seventh. No We're gonna promo that shit in a little bit, but. In the meantime, I'm cutting his ass no about comment. this fucking mustache no all show long. I'm letting y'all know. Job said you can't have a mustache or a beard, so. Yo, did That's you see the wild. fucking Pee Wee Herman, Adolf Hitler shit they let? <laughs> this motherfucker. <That> last <laughs> I wanted to say some shit. I wanted to say some shit. But I'm like, he probably does. I don't know if he went to a barber. I don't know if he fucked up on his shit. If your barber, yo, I would fuck my barber. You gotta fire that nigga. No comment. There's only a few times in life you gotta get rid of your barber, and that was one of those cases. Yeah, the second time is you know the situation. What did your barber say when you asked for that? No comment. (laughs) No comment. (laughs) No comment. That nigga, that nigga fucked your shit up, bro. That nigga was like, "Are you sure?" No comment. Are you positive, bro? You would have been better off just going clean, bro. Just tearing the whole no shit comment. up. <laughs> and going no baby comment. face, bro. No comment. All right, cool. Oh, man. Yeah, that shit. That shit was hilarious. <laughs> that mustache. Yo, Alex was such that a good boy. sport, too. Because, like, she was. <laughs> like, like, she was with all. I don't think she expected to laugh as much as she did. Because Alex is very, like, I don't I want to call her serious. But Alex is very kind of like stoic in a sense, I guess. And, that's a fact. And, yeah, that's the and word. And we had her dying on the show. Once again, shout out to, to Alex Wolf being a great sport. We asked her to come on. She was just like, yo, tell me when. And I and we met we met Alex Wolf at BYOB literally the year prior. So shout out to her for just being a real one. You know, we right. meet a lot of people in, in this podcast industry that we actually kind of build some type of rapport with, not necessarily a, like a relationship with these people. Like we on a first name basis, but we build some type of rapport, uh, 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 a professional internet rapport. And they say they'll do something and we follow up and we don't hear back from them. And Alex is one of the, the real ones who say, yeah, when I'm in your city, I'm pulling up. And that's what the fuck she did. So she always gets the Big love. Facts. So, Someone who is an actual friend of ours and a friend of the show is Drama C. Drama C is huge <laughs> on the carnival scene. Uh, she has worked with a lot of different artists. I remember when we fir- when I first met Drama. I met Drama through Distinguish, uh, and it was for one of our first photo shoots for a project that we're still working on, technically called Glasses and Bowties. And we did this photo shoot where we had a bunch of young women join us and we had different scenes. So we had like a rock scene. We had a political scene. We had a whole bunch of different scenes where we were 
highlighted as the artist wearing either weird glasses or, or really unique bow ties. And then the women kind of either were wearing it with us or were accentuating whatever we were doing at the time. The really dope shoot. I met Drama uh, then, and I'm not even going to hold you. We're just going to be transparent on this podcast. I first saw Drama. I definitely told Distinguished. I was like, yo, who is your friend, dogs? But Drama (laughs) drama has definitely become the homie. She is really amazing um, and fun. And I think that this episode was hilarious, especially when Drama was talking about her type. And she was mentioning how she doesn't really have a type. She's even dated ugly niggas. <laughs> and she was talking about how she dated a ugly, cute nigga. So check out this episode. Check out this moment right here with Drama C and her ugly, cute niggas. What's the question? <laughs> Kanye! Twitter! Twitter! Come on, Mr. West! Right, so what's my type? What do, what, do I, what do I consider my type? Right. Um... Before I used to have, before I used to have a type. Okay. Why are you looking at me like that? Because I think I know the answer to this question. <laughs> shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Like Shout out to all the football niggas. August <laughs> Ball, what up? Damn! What up? Damn! Throw that ball down the field. <laughs> you just scored a touchdown. <laughs> Okay, so I probably dated a few athletes in high school. <laughs> a few? <laughs> a, few uh, a few athletes in okay. high school. But that doesn't mean that's my type okay. anymore. Right, right. So, anywho, yeah, I feel like I used to have a type, but then now I just really like any genuine person. Like, it doesn't matter, mm. like you said, if it's light skin, dark skin, you were ugly. I think you know that too from high school. Mm. Oh, shade. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, so you yeah. saying you dated some ugly niggas? I dated an ugly guy. I ain't calling nobody. <laughs> Fucking my <laughs> she can say what she want. I, I, I dated some ugly bitches. I'm I not even going to front. I dated an ugly before, but it took me a really long time to like him. Like, he was like my I'm boyfriend lying. for like mad months. He was like my boyfriend for like for three or four months. But I was like, he's a nice guy. It don't count if it, it don't count if you wasn't the star of the football team, nigga. Stop it. it. Stop <laughs> it. It don't count. Damn. Don't count. No. I hope y'all not friends on Facebook. I'm not I, friends with him, so I'm good. Yeah, right. right. I really don't care if he know. You knew you was ugly. You knew. Oh, oh, what? Oh my God. No, but he knew he was ugly. You knew he was ugly. You knew you was dating a little gem. Oh, like, yo. I told you she's gonna keep it on it. I told you she's gonna keep it on it. It don't matter though, cause you was ugly, but you was a nice guy. Damn, you was a nice guy. So it was like your 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 inner beauty outshined your outer ugly. So you said that your you you evolved in but a then, sense. And when I started to love him, I was like, oh my god, he's fine. Look at my cute little ugly. You was just guy. blinded. You were just <laughs> cute yeah. ugly. Like, yeah. oh, my, my, no my Kodak black ugly. in the Kodak face ass. Now you ever like somebody and then you be like, you look at them kind of closely and you be like, I'm kind of ugly a little bit. No, <laughs> I never did that. <laughs> now, I'm not even going front. There was <laughs> some like, girl, I dated one chick that was kind of like ex. No, I didn't date her. I, I need to stop saying date. Right. I, I've never dated a, a chick I wasn't attracted to. Oh. Um, I, I've. I have. <laughs> <laughs> I've like spoke. Not sp- I can't even say spoken to. Like there was, you know, you one spat, night you spat at them. One spat. night situations, but it wasn't. I we didn't fuck. It was okay. a one like we just chilled out a little bit. You mm. know what I'm saying? 
And it was definitely like it's a major key. It's a major key. Right. Um, right. Shorty is not my type. Like mm-hmm. I don't know why I'm doing this. I'm definitely just passing time right now. Um, yeah. Type of situation. That's definitely happened to me. Mm-hmm. But then you start to notice like little things, and you try to make it cute. Yeah. Like look at the way her ear look in the sunlight. Right? <laughs> I had a I had a chick I was fucking with. We was fucking around. I was rubbing her onion, huge onion, Spanish chick. And I'm like, every time I rub it, why when I go back, like I move my hand from it, why I smell like ass? Yeah, man. Uh, shout out to Drama C. You know, definitely her. Her and I went to high school together. We was a part of a drama program. We even did a TV show together on QPTV. Um, so that's definitely you know the homie from way back when. Um. But yeah, man. Um, uh, growth is an important thing, man. It's it's always good to look back on some shit, laugh about it, and just learn from you know what it is that you know you were involved in and where you at now. But that shit is important. Speaking about um, where you involved with now, I don't know if she's still stripping, but shout out to the good old karma. So episode fifteen, my god, my <laughs> god, I never knew how addicted I was to strippers until I saw a karma. I'm still waiting for this nigga XAB to give me her Instagram, but that's that's another topic. No, we're not for doing day. that anyway. We, um, <laughs> I already know we're not doing that. Uh, 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 so uh, Karma comes on the show, and Karma is talking about who fucked up the strip club industry. And the reason why the shit was just so funny to me was because it was it, it was our reactions. Like she said some shit. Like I mean, you guys are gonna hear, but basically she was just like telling us, you know. All the all the get money niggas is locked up, and me and X is like at the same time, like on cue. Oh damn! I'm like, yo, we are we are wilding out, son. And she's just giving us a play by play, like, yeah, you know. So you know, all these niggas is coming to the club, and they're not even coming to the club no more to really spend money, you know, on a designated person. They just spending money to spend money. And she's like, I don't like that shit. So I was just like, yeah, talk that shit, man. I mean, I still eat your ass, but talk that shit, man. So yeah, so y'all check this episode out. Episode 15, Karma talks about who fucked up the strip club industry. So yeah. do you find it hard to date because of your profession? Nope. Does it make it easier? No. Mm, so uh, well, Okay, so I feel like my profession definitely makes it easier. Like if I was like a, I don't know what you call these girls, but if I was if I was the kind of girl that actually wanted to get to like artists, mm-hmm. fuck artists, mm-hmm. being an, a, a stripper... Easy, easy way to get to an artist because mm. it's just they they're accessible mm-hmm. or oh, athletes sure. they're yeah. accessible like we we bag athletes every day like mm. that's just <laughs> like that's easy so you don't get bag you bag dump yeah it's not that hard mm, that's you know crazy. I don't but I don't but I'm not even gonna act like I partake in any I don't bag athletes and I don't get bagged by athletes I just I dead ass look at work like work work mm. it's not like before it used to be fun now it's you know, the game has changed a lot, so mm-hmm. it's not as fun. So it's just really work, and I try to keep it there. Why has the game changed for you? Like, what, like what makes it I mean, the quality. Change? First off, all the money niggas is locked up. Ain't nothing. Oh, ain't, wow. no, ain't no real nothing pushing out here. So. Yo, she said, free my nigga Ty. Yeah, <laughs> free my like, nigga Mook. Yeah, the money niggas is not. And then it's just the etiquette. Niggas don't understand the etiquette you're supposed to have mm. when you come in a strip club because bum-ass promoters started coming to the strip club and making it like a regular club. Like, this isn't a club. Oh, you know what I mean? Like, niggas be in the club just throwing money up in the air. Like, that's what's I up. I seen that shit. Right. Like, okay, you got money to throw and blow, right. but it's just like, you know what it is? I, I Like, people don't get what I like what I mean when I say, when I look at certain people, like, a, like I, look, I judge people mm-hmm. based off how they spend their money. Mm. It's fucked up to say, but that's just like a nigga that come in a club and he just blow money in the air and he just toss it in the air. Everybody, I mean, that sounds like a smart judgment, though. Yeah, like niggas like that, I'm just like, okay, like 
that that pisses me off because mm. I remember like back in the day, any nigga that walked in a strip club, like they had a, it was a purpose. Mm-hmm. There was a reason they was coming, whether it was for a waitress, whether it was for you know that favorite bartender that they had, and of course for that dancer mm-hmm. when they was coming in looking or hoping to figure out one of you bitches that was gonna come and get this bag from him. But he knew he was coming in a club and he knew exactly what he was spending. Mm-hmm. Now if you were dope enough to get him to forget how much he thought he was going to spend and keep spending because he got it like that, then that's dope. But niggas was coming in the club and they knew what they was coming to spend and they knew who they was coming to spend it on. Mm. You know, and niggas, even like, although like you had scamming niggas that was blowing money and all of that shit, it was just like, it technically they was kind of helping and giving back. You know mm. what I'm saying? Like niggas, like they, you know, I knew scamming niggas that was like, yo, I, I tossed that shit up at you does like, or I, I'll spend that on, on bitches in the club. Like, but they got kids and they got this and mm. they got and I feel good about that. Like that's cool for me. Like it's like tricking on a bitch, but Real nigga but shit. without Wow. You know what I mean? It ain't about that. It ain't about the the Talk pussy about giving back to the community. Facts. It was a nice oh, it was a nice rotation. Um, but now yeah, it's just that's a bunch an interesting of, point. The science is crazy right yeah. now. I'm loving this shit. <laughs> and then now the niggas they come in the club and it's about how many bottles they spend. You know what's crazy? Niggas come in the club and they wait. It's like everybody waits for each other to to turn up. That's true. Which is which don't make no sense because I know like if I'm if like I said I come out the house I'm going to the strip club and I know what I'm coming to spend. I'm not gonna not get two bottles because oh like I remember I was in the club one day and a nigga was like yo I don't feel like spending no money like it's whack in here. And I'm just like, but what's whack about it? He's like, ain't nobody in here. I'm like, so did you come for the niggas or did you come for the bitches? Because there's a bunch of bitches in here. Niggas come to impress rather than come to ask Right, because I know because I know a nigga that'll come on a slow night. It don't, about, it don't gotta be nobody but the type of bitches that he's looking for and then he gonna bust up a check. Right. I know a nigga that came in the club one time at like three o'clock, three o'clock. The shit was dead. The nigga sat at the bar. He got three racks mm-hmm. and a bottle of rose. Like niggas is he superficial. Blew, he blew it on... The the bartenders, he blew it on the dancers, and he wow. rotated it, and he, you know what I mean? He was like, ah, right, you can move. He was sharing. He was so, helping everybody. So we're yeah. talking about the real nigga versus the superficial niggas. It's a lot of superficial wow. niggas. That right. just walk in, and, and they doing it for the gram. Right. They not really doing it for actual reason. They not right. doing it for the love of, like, the art of the or strip. Or the art, yeah. yeah. Like, right. they, you know like I stay where I'm at now. Like, I stay at one club because it's the only club I feel like that it, it actually, you can still broadcast the art of it mm. in that club. Like, the other clubs is, like, the, the stage is around the bar. So in order to even get to me, you got to go through the bartenders. Right. So they got to get you your money if they want to be slow with getting you your money. When you throw the money at them, sometimes they try to argue with dancers and act like it's, mm. you know, you got to figure out who's it for. Mm. It's just too much. I don't got, you don't got to deal with that as sin because sin is, like, everything is separate. The dancers are, the dancers, the, the waitresses are the waitresses. The mm-hmm. bartenders are by the bar and the bar is nowhere near the stages. Mm. What I really and, liked about that episode was the fact that she broke down the stripping industry. A lot of us don't really know what strippers go through. Anybody who's in that type of that game, even the bottle service game, the, the stripping game, it's easy, I think, for us to, well, not us, but it's easy for people to kind of demonize them and, and make it seem like they selling whatever. Um, but that industry is really, really hard. It's really, really hard. It's physically taxing. Imagine. Yeah, it's a lot of hard dicks in that industry, man. It's really, really taxing. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine, like, physically you have to climb poles and dance for hours. And and then you also have to kind of master the art of seduction just to, like... It's customer service. Customer service, too. Yeah. (laughs) But, um... But it's a really hard industry when you know the the nuance and the in and outs. And I think that she did a great job kind of letting that be known. So 
definitely check that episode out. Facts, facts, facts. Um, all right, I'm gonna get into another John right here. So I'm gonna get into episode 33. All I want for my birthday, featuring the beautiful Gigi. Oh mm, man, I mean, Jeez. you know, you 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 couldn't help but stare when she walked in the room. You feel I me? Mean? You already knew what it exactly. was. And um, one of my favorite moments during that entire episode is when she talked about her commitment to a man and what it means to her, mm. and how that you know, like once she's with a guy, like she's fully committed. And it seemed odd to me because when you see beautiful women like that, you figure there's 1,724 niggas in their inbox <laughs> just trying to just trying to get at them and they're just playing the that field. Exact, but, that exact you know, number. <laughs> that exact number, for real. Like, it, it never stops. But she was just like, nah, like, you know, oh, I do this. And, you know, she gave us some inside scoop about how she was, how old she was, you know, about her personal life. And it was it was kind of a shock to know like you know like what what's going on in her personal life, but just her mentality, you know, and she's Haitian too, and just being like now nah, like once I'm with a guy like and I love him like it's just him like everybody else fades to the black. So um, check out this check out this clip right here. Really dope conversation about commitment, and it and it goes to show you that doesn't matter who the person is. Is how you value your relationship. So check this clip out right here. Oh, I man. saw a post. You put it up. Well, um, what, what, what post I put up? You put up. I put up a lot of posts. The something days, about bro. being like you just got into a relationship. Oh yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. I seen that. So yeah, yeah, I if you just get into a relationship, right? Yeah, yeah, Let's that. say y'all been in a relationship for like two months, and then they tell you like, "Yo, your friend, your male friend Mac, you know what I mean? They make me uncomfortable. You gotta stop talking to him. What you I- doing?" I will stop talking to Mac. Oh, two months in? I don't care. Two months? If I see potential, yes, I'm going to stop talking. Yo, Mac, yo, make those short for manager. management. Yo, what the fuck? No respect. No fucking respect. Find new clients, bro. I'm sorry, that's not me. Find new clients, bro. That's not me. You wouldn't stop talking? No, no. Why am I? Why Hell no, I'm not gonna stop. Crazy? My friend that held me down for five years. <laughs> right. I'm, I'm not doing sorry. that. That's not. That's not right. If, Two if, months if for something that you don't even know what's gonna last. Right. Come on. Yeah, you and mad defensive. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> I can't hear. Go ahead, Gigi. Shut, me shut the fuck up. If the relationship have potential, and I know that I have a lot of feelings for the person, and the person have feelings for me, I am gonna give up that friendship. Gigi, two months. Seriously? Because I want to get married. Yes. Okay, you want to get married right. to an insecure nigga though? Ooh. Not insecure. He's insecure. Cause, cause imagine where he's going to be like later on down the road. Not insecure. Stop talking to your best friend. Yeah. That's already a mother. That nigga trying to yoke you up in the closet and tell you you can't go. No, he going to tell you you can't take pictures. That's signs of him. He's going to say stop modeling. That's the same nigga that's going to say stop modeling. Exactly. He's going to say stop modeling. You didn't say that. You just said If they starting off with, yo, your friend, ma, like if nothing happened between you and Matt, I shouldn't be worried about Mac being around. Exactly. And if if you told okay. me like several times, like, yo, that's my manager. Mac is just my right. manager. We she just got to introduce cool. us. You feel me? Like, right. feel me? We cool. Facts. So then, and then for me, like, nah, two, two months? I could be gone in like the I next have, three months. I have to make my man secure. I Gigi, have to that's too much. I'm no, sorry. Your, your no. man has to make your, your man, man secure. has to make sure that's he's That's not a real friend right there. That's not, she's not. So we now I'm we know something about friend? her. She's not a good friend, bro. Oh Man. my god! Yeah. We need an intervention right now. Tom, the <laughs> fuck out. Somebody drink some more. Henny. Nah, we got. You need some intervention. Drink more honey. We gotta put some barriers some up. Some more honey. Crazy. Gigi. I don't know if I could be friends with Gigi. We gonna Gigi. get cut oh, off. Stop it. We gonna stop get cut it. off. Just met a nigga. 
two weeks in. But you know you could fall in love instantly, right? I know, right? but Gigi, we're oh, not living snap. in fairy that's, tales, boo. That's the, like the you third time like I've heard that. You like the black with a fat ass, but baby, <laughs> you can't be running your life like, no, I'm serious. You can't be running your life like, oh, I just met the nigga two months yeah. in. The nigga's you know, like, you got to stop talking to that nigga over there to make me feel better about being with you. Nigga, you got to be feel better about you being with you. Suppose, he, I, suppose I like the guy a okay, lot. So you know what's crazy? What? What's what? crazy about all this? I'm boy what? crazy. The, the flip, the <laughs> boy crazy. Right. The flip side of the coin. You such yeah. a the fucking. Oh, the flip side. The flip side of the coin. It ain't come from. Hit that nigga right there. Fuck Yeah, right there. Shit. I would just say like that. If she's like, if that's the way you think, then you're on the flip side of the coin as well. Because I could see you saying the same thing to him. Mm. Uh-oh. That's, why she's so so Uh-oh. that's why she's mad comfortable what do you mean to him stop talking about the bitches of, he has a good yes. female that, no 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 the bitches bro that, that no, you want to tell him to stop talking to his best friend. female friend if yes young, that nigga that's what I said bitches the other bitches it had to be flip side yes so if it's making me feel uncomfortable what, yes. what would they have to do to make you feel I'm uncomfortable I'm confused right now if they have a closer relationship than me and Jeez, the yeah, what, what does that mean? Like, if they just if they just converse, uh, like, does it have to be like you think they have something going I'm on? Or, do a poll. Not think, but like if they if they have more relationship than me and the person, yeah. You got to build on that. What's the time frame on that? They've known each other for five years. Yeah, gonna they're going to have a better relationship in the beginning. You got to build on that, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, it takes time. I'll just have to think about that. Yeah, think about that. Think yes. about that. Yeah, man. Right. Gigi actually showed up. That was a that was an episode we did. Uh, I think the day before my birthday. My birthday. Yeah. Came that night. Yeah, yeah. That was the day before your birthday. Yeah. And Gigi and her manager actually came out with us to. Uh, yo, her manager. Yo, he was a wild dude yeah. too. Um, he, he was, was a wild, wild dude too, son. Oh, but shit. they actually came out with us for my birthday, and I thought that was really dope, and I appreciated that. Facts. Um, we don't have a lot of guests who like do shit like that that make like that kind of almost become like a part of the entourage. That was an amazing night, you know. That night, you know, um, we went bowling actually, and bowling was, I mean, you, you had to been there. I ain't gonna give. Yeah, it, it was up, a man. special bowling type of bowling. <laughs> uh, bowling was amazing. <laughs> Caribbean bowling and. And I, all I can mm. say is getting a dub while in between waiting <laughs> for your turn <laughs> is a different type of vibe when you're bowling. So, I don't know what y'all niggas talking about. <laughs> oh, you wasn't with us? No, oh, I was yeah, there. Yeah, I was there. He not was, participating. He just don't know what we're talking about. Participate. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know what y'all okay, talking yeah. about. I didn't participate in none of these activities. <laughs> I was out there acting a damn fool. <laughs> yeah, this oh, yo, yeah. distinguish, <laughs> yo, bro. This yo, if he could have <laughs> find water in the desert that night, he probably did. This nigga, I remember one time this nigga was on the floor. And I'm like, on what is this nigga floor, doing on bro. the floor, son? <laughs> <laughs> He was in between some. That shit was say. hilarious. <laughs> that shit was hilarious. What are we going to say? Another hilarious moment. Fun Definitely a highlight <laughs> from the show. Um, our early days, episode 12. Oh, I'm sorry. Episode 13. Uh, we had Sapphire Marie come on. Sapphire is a fitness trainer. Yeah. She is a model. And she is in the makeup industry. She does a whole bunch of stuff. But... Sapphire came on and she was speaking to us about her dating life. And of course, at the time, she had her boyfriend with 
her. And we dubbed the nigga Mandingo. Because the way she was talking about him was like he was slinging that Mandingo. Um, and there's a moment in the episode <laughs> where Mandingo does something. And it just changes the whole mood of the room. So check out episode 13, this highlight with uh, Sapphire Marie and Mandingo. I mean, at the end of the day, my best friend can't do what my nigga's doing for me. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> I would the have to... game that strong. <laughs> yeah. that I gotta put that friendship down, on hold that, for a little bit. That, that nigga got the mandingo, y'all. He, he put the ratchet away, y'all. <laughs> Show is over. The show is he over. He put the ratchet away and brought the mandingo out. That shit is swinging from his knees, I my mean, nigga. No, she listen, getting listen, dicked listen, out listen. tonight. <laughs> she, she getting dicked out tonight. <laughs> I just threw an imaginary phone. Yo, <laughs> she is getting amazing dick tonight. Amazing. <laughs> A1. Oh my God. She thought about that. She th- Good answer. Good answer. Smart. Smart. Just like, like, nah, video, just like scan them. Cause... Nah, I mean, I'm not only talking about that. I mean, at the end of the day. Shut up. Like... Yes, you are. No, you talking no, about the day. You talking about Cut it out. That's not it, though. There's more to it than that. What else? What else? Because, like, all right, think about it. He's my best friend. If you're in a relationship with somebody, and to a certain extent, they're supposed to be your best friend, too. Mm. So it's like losing a best friend. It's not really losing one, especially if I have one in my man at the end of the day. Because the most I would... The only difference I see between them is that I'd be talking to my best friend and talking shit about him. That's it. But mm. your best friend... Wait. <laughs> but your boyfriend uh-huh. is not your husband. If y'all break up, you still got a best friend that you just fucked over. Because... All right, but you know, things happen. People come and go. I had a best friend of 14 years mm. that we no longer speak at all. Like, you feel me? Relationships come and go. She Nothing... tried to fuck man? <laughs> <laughs> the way she laughed, though. The way she laughed. She did, but... Oh! <laughs> Um but that's 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 neither here nor there. This was this was like pre-K through y'all said be real. This was like (laughs) But you see what I'm saying though, shit happens and relationships die out. You feel me? Like I said, even the boyfriend, he might not even be here tomorrow. Like I could pick the best friend over him the next day he be like, I don't wanna fuck with you no more. Deuces. I have to take that L because I'm responsible for what I do. But the way I see it is that I have more to lose if I lose the boyfriend, the relationship, than the best friend. That's interesting. That is very interesting. Most people will see it opposite. I, or, see it opposite. I don't think mm. Nicki Minaj would have said that. And like I said, it's a would. I extent. would rather lose a relationship than a best friend. That's a fact. I think it depends on how deep the relationship is. Exactly. I wouldn't lose a marriage. I would lose a relationship. Yeah, marriage is totally good. Like, and, and, yeah. and by marriage, I mean, like, if you're in a relationship for, like, three to five years, that's kind of considered that's a marriage. Considered. I don't know That's I... what I was talking about. Like, there's years down the line, like, a good five, six. But if it's something brand new, like... Nikki and Meek was no, only dating for two years. That's nothing. Man. That's not... 
I was in a relationship for six. Two years is nothing for me. I'm oh, telling you. Oh. But what I'm saying... <laughs> what I'm saying is, like I said, like y'all said, I agree. It depends the extent of the relationship. If it's like... Yeah, hopefully uh, that brother recovered. Um... <laughs> Hopefully I, I, he did, bro. You know, I, I, I should have put a disclaimer when, when people came in the stew. I should have put a disclaimer and said, watch your head. So, you know, people people don't get people don't die, you know, from a concussion from standing up in the wrong spot in the stew at that time frame. Exactly. Oh man, so speaking about time frame, she definitely left this episode early. While I was listening to this shit, I was like, the fuck she dipped out early, but shout out to uh a uh, business owner, entrepreneur, Miss Lanice Lu, um, Leilu, um, Lanice. Um, for some of you guys who remember, Lanice um, was the owner of Milk River that sat on Atlantic Avenue between, I think, Washington and I, f- I forgot the other cross street, but downtown Brooklyn, going towards Barclay. A very successful nightclub um, at the time. So downstairs and restaurant kitchen set up, and then up and restaurant, uh, which. You know, she affectionately told me, distinguish, that's my baby down there. That's my baby downstairs. I'm like, I hear you, boss. And then the upstairs, she had the club portion. But Lanise came on the show when we wrapped it up. Um, this particular episode, uh, I remember telling her a story. And when I was waiting, to, I think, to talk to her or talk to um, her, the person that she hired as her manager at the time, the manager for Milk River, uh, Miss uh, Shawnette. And Troy Ave was in the building, and Troy Ave is there with like twenty goons, and everybody eating fried chicken outside. I thought it was on a fucking movie set. Niggas was filming outside though, so everybody's eating from one fucking like bucket. I'm just like, this is some real hood shit. And Troy got a suit on. You know, at the time Troy was going through his situation, and I walk up to him asking him, you know, how come me and you got a suit on in here? Nobody asks us to take a photo. And he was like, man, you ain't you ain't got to nothing but a word. We started talking, and you know, Lanice, you know, during this time when we was talking. She was like, yeah, Troy's the homie. And then I, was, I realized in that moment, like, you know, you could look as good as you want to, but you could still be hood, you know? And she she let us know right then and there that she's she's with the shits, you know? So you guys check this God. shit out. This is episode 18. Lonnie's admits that she's hood when talking about Troy Ave. Troy Ave was there. Right. And that was my first time seeing him in my face. Like, you know, I'm I'm I'm, I'm from Queens, you know? Mm-hmm. Shout out to Southside, Hojin and everybody. Um, and... um. He got a suit on. I got mm-hmm. a suit on. Mm-hmm. I'm there for business. He was filming. So all his peoples is around, and then they all leave, and now he's on the phone. I'm like, all right, Distinguish. You could take this opportunity and do two things with it. You could, one, you could start up a conversation. You know, you're not going to be here that long. Mm-hmm. Or two, you could just not talk to the motherfucker, because it's not like I really got a lot in common. You out here trying to do stuff for the community. Like or a, three, take a picture for the gram. Or take a picture yeah. for the gram. You know, talking you know, about yeah, building yeah. with the homie. That, yeah, yeah, you know. That. Me and the bro working. Right, yeah. right, right. Some fake shit. And I hate the fake shit. So what I did, I... That I, nigga's got to stop doing right. that. Yeah, Come yeah, on, yeah. man. Yeah, I got it. That's lame. don't know you. Yeah, right? like, that's right. not the bro. don't know you, sugar. <laughs> Cut that shit out. Shake it. Yeah. Right. You know, taking a pic with the bro, but we work it. Right. Yeah, Look for it. Like, like, come you, on. You're not even, you're not even employed, nigga. You ain't got no job. You, you and Lawrence like, worked at the same spot shit, before you got fired. But yeah, so uh, Troy was there, and then I was like, yo, Troy, it's crazy how you had all these cameras, and nobody asked if you wanted to take a photo with the homie in a suit. He was like, bro, what you saying? It, he was like, it ain't nothing but a word. Mm-hmm. Boom. We take the photo. We start talking. He's like, yo, bro, yo, make sure you listen to my new single. I just dropped it. I was like, oh, word? I haven't heard it. 
wait, you asked to take a photo, you ain't listening to my new single? I was like, yo, I'm way behind. He's like, yo, you got to get on my shit, bro. Right. You talking about you want to take a photo for the gram and all that, but you ain't even got my single in your phone. Yo, download that shit right now. Right he was now. pressing me right for that now. shit. So I downloaded the shit and then we was talking some more and he's like, yo, um, yeah, I'm just out here doing something, man. He's like, you already know what happened in the news with the whole gun situation. He's like, I'm going to be all right, though. You know what I mean? The hood got me. Troy always going to be yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah, he always. That's what you know. I mean, that's, that's family. You hood, Shout out you. to Troy. Lonnie's just admitted she hood. Okay, she <laughs> all day. All day, every day. <laughs> gonna be good on right, 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 right. All day, every day. Uh, that was a, a really interesting time. Lonnie's was one of the biggest moguls in Brooklyn at the time when she... She came on the show, so I really, really appreciated that. I thought that that was was dope. There's definitely a moment in there where she she says she's gonna make it rain on me if I start stripping or something like that. Um, Yikes! But it it was it was definitely a, a dope episode. Facts, facts, facts. Really dope episode right there. It's always good to see entrepreneurs coming, especially people who had successful business at the time. You know, she's a very, you know, Milk River was one of the most successful spots in Brooklyn at that time frame. So um, shout outs to her and I appreciate her coming through and just showing love. Um, I'm going to highlight another episode that I really fuck with. Um, I'm going to highlight episode 76, Boot Cut Jeans and Balenciagas, bro. One of my, this nigga been yo, talking one about of the this shit funniest forever. episodes, bro. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yo, the name uh, is comedy. Said. The name was comedy, bro. Like I, we talked about a whole lot of foolishness on that episode, but um, the conversation that made me giggle the most is when we were talking about mandingo dicks and chicks who be fronting like they be taking, like they be taking these <laughs> new whoppers. <laughs> you feel me? That every be taking the long that every girl uh, is taking ten inches. 10 inches, bro. And I'm not even talking about 10. Some of these chicks acting like they're taking arm lens, bro. Like, the, the slap your mama joints, you feel me? The joints that be hitting the kneecaps. And we just, we just, you know, we would just cap. We would just be like, yo, stop capping. Y'all know y'all ain't taking these joints, you feel me? Like, that's a one in 100,000 nigga joint, you know? Ain't, ain't every nigga out here walking around with something to slap their knees with. So, um, check out this clip, that, right fellas. Here. We could definitely take pills for that and just fix that like today good luck with that <laughs> so um check out this clip right here <laughs> check out this clip right here with the foolishness man type is also we ain't even say it, but we gotta say it. type is also associated with dick and it's also associated with if the woman thinks that she's looking at you and in her head can this nigga really please me because he uh-huh. looks a certain way so i don't even know if this nigga could stroke well, me the way a friend that- a friend of mine i was talking to the other day <laughs> Um, they was, she was talking about types and she was like, uh, one of my physical types that is a must is the nigga got to have a big dick. And I was like, okay, I don't need, she, she can find a nigga with a big dick. Honestly, but, though, I mean, like when girls be, say that though, they I, don't really, they don't want, know what a big dick is. I was about to say like a lot of <laughs> chicks be saying they want a big dick, bro. But I'm just like, you can't really deal with a 10 inch nigga fucking you but every night. I don't night. even. <laughs> When girl can't, you saw eyes. But I don't. Like, I honestly think when girls say big wow. dick, they mean a regular size dick and up. Yeah, because they don't know. They don't. They don't, not many girls have come across a twelve cr- inch. You, you fucking. I'm about to bro. say you could ask even girls that are really bent about. You could ask them. Yeah, what's the biggest dick you take? And they're probably gonna be like, eh, probably eight or a nine. And I'll, that's not big dick. Like big dick is like ten, eleven. 
12 inch no, niggas. A, that's a big dick, but that's not the monstrosity knee knocker. We're not talking about the porno shit. That's what that, those that's are big dicks. Enough. Eight, nine inches is still Some of those niggas, some of those niggas nigga got community. 20 inch dicks. And I'm like, nigga, what the The average dick size is 5.5 inches. Wow. That's wild. However, <laughs> I'm just saying that. When I look at Jimmy, he don't look like that. Listen, he man, don't look like that. We also, we, we also average... might perceive our inches the wrong way. I could say that too. That's so. true too, but because you might look at your shit and be like, "Nah, I got this dang thing." <laughs> <laughs> and then niggas, niggas, and then a bitch with all types of tricks. Of... <laughs> and, and then a bitch look at you. Bring the ruler. Bring the ruler. <laughs> and you start sweating. You like, oh, you, you start, start sweating. sweating. <laughs> Damn. That bitch look at you like, you ain't got a ruler. You ain't that serious. He ain't even that serious, man. I know my shit. She gonna be like, you know what? I got a big Yo, phone. stop playing, nigga. I got a big Yo, phone. Look at my phone stop beside playing. your dick. Nigga, my phone bigger than you. Nigga, you see my feet, nigga? You see my feet? Yo, <laughs> it's good, son. Yo, pull out the measuring tape. Fuck the ruler, nigga. Fuck the ruler, nigga. Keep some measuring tape in their room, nigga. Like, But you brought up a great point. Mm. The average bitch is not taking 10, 11, 12 inch dick every Bro, night. They make we gotta be real. I was dating a girl once in their life. I was dating a girl one time and she said anything after seven inches would hurt her. She was like, they're not used to it, bro. Bro, that's a lot of. That's a lot of dicks, bro. We talking Come about on. we talking about this one, oh, dick, bro. bro. First of all, my nigga, I pull out my shit and this shit's dropped all the way here, bro. She gonna be confused. She gonna look at it and be like. You see it? And it's throbbing? And, right. and it's thick? Nah. Come I don't that type of imagination. <laughs> bro, I've definitely seen... <laughs> you gotta paint the picture on that, bro. Damn, nah, nigga. Let's imagine nah, it. My head, Let's imagine it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the world's most dangerous podcast. Dad, that's in time. You can imagine good. it if you want. Oh, this is going to be a good episode. This is going to be a great episode. <laughs> nah, we I always got, say that shit, but it always be right. Son, I, I got to go watch porn This now. is what I'm... Oh, man, yo. We are fucking clowns. <laughs> that's, that's all I can say. But uh, with that being said, I really wanted us to highlight uh, a conversation that we had where we actually... We're a little serious for once. Uh, we do give you guys a little bit of seriousness in each episode, but of course, we we always have some foolishness in it. But this was an episode where I think almost completely through, we were extremely serious because of the climate of what was happening and what was going on. This episode is episode 86, a much needed conversation. And we spoke a lot about this disgusting climate of sexual assault and misogyny that we we don't allow to exist maybe consciously, but we allow to exist um, subconsciously within American culture and consciously for those who 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 do abuse women purposefully and and do disgusting things like that. So a much needed conversation, definitely a, a interesting uh, talk that we had regarding you know everything happening and check it out check out Sirius X distinguishing D flow so uh as we alluded um we're going to talk about a topic that um i think is very important for black men to start discussing um also this part of the podcast is is going to get a little deep um regarding 
sexual assault and sexual harassment, rape and abuse. So um, just giving this disclaimer for anybody that may get triggered by said conversations, we're not going to be our over the top silly selves during this, um, because I think that what's been going on that everybody has been discussing on Twitter and on other social media platforms is super, super important to be serious about. Um, but before we get into that specific conversation that we we have to talk about, because I, like I said, I think it's important for black men to really discuss those those things. Um, a friend of ours, mutual friend of our, all of ours, put up a, a status the other, other day that said, why do black women feel like black men don't love them? Mm-hmm. And... Um, he got like last I checked, it was like 156 comments on it, and it turned into a kind of like a back and forth. Um, and so, kind of want us to talk about it. And I'll just preface it with some of the things that, um, how I feel about it, and then you know, we could we could go deeper into it. But, um, when I hear that statement, it makes me sad. So um, it makes me sad because it's been a consistent theme for decades now that black women have held the sentiment, the sentiment that we, you know, black men don't love them. And uh, it seems like black men have barely done anything to change that viewpoint. So, like, that's the sad part is, like, what are we doing as black men to really change that narrative? And I would... Love to have a daughter at some point, and I do have two goddaughters, but I would hate for them to grow up in a world where they feel like the men that look like me don't love them, and in order for them to find real love, they would believe that they'd have a better chance doing so with a man that doesn't look like me. So that's the other sad part about it to me, and a lot of black women don't even do that. They don't even... That's the crazy part. It's like they won't even leave and go and find uh, someone outside the race. A lot of them will just settle with the bullshit that a lot of dudes are out here doing, which perpetuates the trauma. So that's how I kind of feel about it. Um, and then the terrible part about it is like when like this, like I said, this conversation has been going on for a while. And a lot of times men get defensive about it. And they're like, a lot of times, the first thing I see, you, it's almost guaranteed every time there's going to be at least one nigga in there that's talking about, well, I know mad black dudes that are good to black women. So why do you guys feel that way? And it's like, yes, they're just because someone says black men doesn't don't love black women um, is even though it's a general statement, that doesn't necessarily mean that all black men do that, or maybe even the majority of them don't, but there is a large portion. And unfortunately the statistics do say that it's a, it is a majority in a sense. And so it says part of terrible statistics is that black women, um, basically black men and Hispanic people are two to three times more likely to report partner violence. So that means that According to that statistic, that it might be happening. Again, with statistics, you have to nuance how they're written and what exactly they're studying. So this is talking about reports. Report doesn't necessarily mean that 
more black people are more violent towards, but it's an indicator and is definitely a correlation. If there's more reports, that might mean there's more incidents. So it there's an assumption there that the three to the two to three times more likeliness in reporting um intimate domestic violence that means that wow. it's happening on a higher rate so black and hispanic people are two to three times more and then black men are twice as likely as black women to marry outside of their race so out of the people that were uh studied and surveyed 24 percent of the black men were marrying outside of their their race as opposed to 12 percent of the the black women that were marrying outside of their race and then the final point is is in the 70s when black exploitation was a bigger a big thing um black men were spearheading the pimping game um in terms of using black women as means as a product just to get money and not showing any care for black bodies in that sense a black female body specifically so the statistics kind of the, the statistics back the sentiment that black women have. And, you know, that's that's what I have so far um, regarding um, that and how I feel, at least. I, I, I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to go first. And I have five points for it. One, and this is a and uh, as comedic as this may sound we have to also go back to the roots of it. So slavery, and I'm going to just leave that right Absolutely. there. Absolutely. So we just want to leave that, and we want to leave the psychological, physical, and trauma that came with that. And we know where that led us to, and the mental damage, and the, what it did to the psycholog- what the psychological mm-hmm. effect of that has been, and how that has bled and transferred into our everyday lives yeah, I think in our dad had a bow tie history of producing episodes. That's probably going to be one of the most hard hard episodes to actually listen through because the climate is one thing, right? But when you have co-hosts who normally talk about a variation of things, the climate of that entire episode was pretty much serious towards the end, though. You know, and again, you know, for anybody who's been sexually assaulted, you know, sodomized, raped, abused, um, you know, involved in any type of, you know, um, human trafficking against their will, um, our hearts and prayers are with you, you know, and, you know, your families as well, because that's something that I personally do not have no firsthand experience in. I don't know nobody personally that has gone through that. Um, I do know people that have been, you know, you know, raped and stuff like that, but you know, to the point where you are in a situation where you feel like the system has failed you and you, like, go through the system in that way and the system tries to victimize you um, for some shit that you didn't even want to be a part of, you know, it's, it's very unfortunate. So I think it's important that, you know, again, not just, you know, podcasts, but anybody that has a platform, you know, use that platform and try to highlight these things because it's not all the time you hear people you know, having real discussions like the one that we had because everything is not shits and giggles. Some shit is like um, a rock in a hard place. This guy didn't have his rock in a hard place. Uh, Jen talks about <laughs> shit um, and, you know, uh, things that have happened to him. Shout out to DJ Jen, a.k.a. DJ uh, Jentastic. Um, and 
Jen is somebody that, you know, XAB and I met on the scene earlier on in our uh, beginning stages of building our friendship. And, you know, Jen has always been a genuine person. He's always come off as a real dude. Um, and Jen at the time was DJing every fucking way. He was even, I mean, you guys are going to hear it. He was even talking about certain genres of music I never heard of. I was like, nigga, is that a different language? The fuck is you talking about? So uh, tune into this episode. Jen talks about um, his relations involved with, you know, artists and, you know, how he's going to play their music, if he is going to play their music. He's still fronting on me with my music when I act. He didn't even mention my name. The nigga mentioned XAB name and didn't say shit about me, but it's all good. It's all love. So check this episode out, episode 21. Jin talks his shit and being slept on in the industry too many times to count. Whenever a promoter just like, don't pay me and shit, I just be like, send a blast. Like, yo, don't fuck with this person. And then mm, you realize damn. that. And then it's funny when they don't promote anymore because nobody fucks with them anymore. Are you saying you are the plug for the DJs? I don't want to say I'm the plug for the DJs. I know a lot of DJs. And those mm. DJs know a lot of but different like if, DJs. But like if you send a blast, that's like, yo, that's like, yo, write a name on a piece of paper. Yo, he's done. He can never work in this town again. <laughs> I, I wish I was that popular. I really, yo, one like, day I want to be like, yo, son, this guy, fuck him. Right. Nobody, no, nobody, 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 nobody support his housewarming. Yeah. Get ass. Fuck that, man. So, <laughs> so, no, I mean, I'm at a point where I warn people. Right, right, and, you right. know, and it gets spread okay. and shit. Like, yo, like, careful when you work with this guy. He, mm. He's a little shifty or mm. this person, like, whatever. So, I'm at that level. I'm not at okay. that, like, end your career level yet. Okay. I want to be. <laughs> oh, like, I damn. swear okay. to God, I want to be one day. Talk your mm. talk, Jen. Like, real shit. Mm. Like, no, because I get slept on many times, mm. and people swear I'm trash. I mean, with a haircut like that, What do you mean people swear you trash? People swear I trash. I swear to God. Like, people don't think I hear shit, but I do. And the rest of it's not there, bro. It's okay. Yeah, no. I mean, just, there's times <laughs> no, where no, I just no, you like, have a ponytail. I used to have a, yeah. Yeah, used to have a ponytail. How you know that, bro? Because he met me when I had a ponytail. Okay. Nigga, it sounded a little shifty. Says the man that wanted a vanilla in the middle. Right, right. Uh, no, okay, but that, but that made you shifty. Yeah, yeah. But that made you shifty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, yeah. you different, bro. <laughs> yeah. you different. All the way. All the way different, my guy. <laughs> but, but, yeah. Uh, what the fuck was I saying after? You talking about, about vanillas in the middle. No, no, before that. Before that. that was you talking about thing. wishing you had the power. Yeah, wishing, yeah. No, because there's Don't people... Don't listen to anything he that, says. That people has been sleeping on me. Like, um... There was one party that somebody said I was trash, and I literally fucked his whole setup. Oh. Ah, like... Ah, I literally... We're gonna talk about DJs and artists in a minute. You open that segue. Oh, I'm with it. Um, so, all right. I'm so, what plays into you... Because I've seen you break a lot of artist records. Yeah. Like, you'll do it at parties. Right. You'll do it in your mixes. Like, you have no problem breaking a record. Not what plays What plays into that mindset for you? Like, what allows you to be like, yo, I'm going to drop this joint? Well, I mean, I just don't give a fuck. Mm. I'm, at, I'm at a point in my career. Like, when I first started DJing, I was always very self-conscious about, mm. like, oh, what am I going to play? Like, are they going to feel this? Mm. da 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 Um... Now that I've been like 10 years in the game, like after five years, I was just like, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to play what I mm -hmm. want to play. And y'all motherfuckers are going to care. And, you know, mm -hmm. y'all going to dance to the shit regardless. So from that mentality, I was like, all right, bet. Um, I know a lot of dope artists. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of dope artists. So I'm just going to play this shit. The ones that are hot. I'm right. like, I know some right. artists that are just garbage. Yeah, it's like, I can't play your shit. Yeah, joint, I can't bro. play your shit. Call their name. <laughs> 
corny, <laughs> son. Stop. That's corny. Say the name. Say the name. You sound like Funk Flex right now. Yeah. <laughs> who I also have a hate love relationship you with. Said, you said this shit corny, so I'm just like, I'm trying no, to figure yeah, out yeah. who shit corny it, out here. Like, who shit corny on the underground scene? Like, oh, corny different for everybody, that's nigga. That's true. That's also true. But you the DJ. You know more than me and this nigga. Um, we artists. Would you play our shit in the club? I would play X's shit. Okay. I would. He dubbed well, it quick, y'all. I would you, play. You seen that? <laughs> I'd play. There's maybe one or one or two tracks I'd play. Not all his shit, but one or two. I'm going to give you the buck. Like. Negro, it is not always about you. All right? Facts. I, don't know what's I was, going I was on. about to say, bro. You know, it's not always about what's going you, on. man. I need you to hold it down. <laughs> um, yeah, Jen was a, a dope guest. Uh, he definitely spoke about. U.S. relations with different countries and how they were souring uh, early on. So that was a very interesting part of the conversation. I don't know if we had the full thing on air, but he spoke a little bit about some of that at the time. I remember being dog sick during that episode. I could barely yeah, talk. Yeah, you sounded like you sounded like shit, bro. I was like, God yeah. damn, nigga. And, and and keep in mind, our listeners, you know, this nigga X had seven different voices on this show. <laughs> this cat... Was not the same. He, he dipped Yo, season I'm one dead. and this nigga in season one. I don't know. Yo, half the time I was struggling to understand what he was talking about. Yo, I definitely um, had like forty-two voices on this joint, son. <laughs> for the for the listeners that came back who don't know, I had my top. So I had got a cold once and it destroyed my tonsils and. um for a good portion on this this show, you will hear me sounding like a frog, like completely like a frog. <laughs> another another part of the the series of episodes, you're gonna hear me sound like Barry White. Um, <laughs> and then towards maybe after episode thirty something, you you get my regular voice, which is me without the tonsils. Facts, facts, facts. I'm glad, I was laughing. I'm, I'm, I'm just glad the dentist went inside your mouth and took that out, man. I'm glad they stuck them tools down there and took it out. It's a doctor. Doctors. It's a doctor. <laughs> I don't know about the dentist. S- surgery. Surgery. The ENTs. Yeah, the ENTs. You feel me? The ENTs, whatever whatever the fuck y'all want to call it. Den- dentists are a form of doctory as well. Whatever y'all say. This cat just don't want to yeah, admit defeat. Yeah, nah, it was over. it's over, bro. It's over. <laughs> it's over. You're going gonna to move on. All right, I'm I'm gonna throw in one more of my one more of my one more of my favorite joints, and this one is a bit more of a, I guess is one of my personal um, awkward conversations and a <laughs> bit of a tough conversation because it challenged my perception on how I look at things and the the culture of how I was raised, and this one was episode sixty three when we fuck. It's a it's a it's a little bit of a comedic episode at the same I like time, that. but. But it was an episode that challenged my personal morals and, and how I look at life in a little bit. And that's one of the big things I loved about this podcast because it taught me that I don't have to... I ha- it, it made me respect everyone else's opinion a bit more. And, I would, you know, it got me out of that mindset because with me, I always was more of standing on ground as, as to what I believe in. But the podcast kind of opened up my mind to accept other people's points of views and, um, and respect it as well. So, um, yeah, we're going to tap into this episode right here, episode 63, when we fucked. It was about Tank and Tank saying that, you know, if you take it, if you, if you, it's okay to play with it a little bit, you know, you're not gay if you try it out. And that goes to both men and women. You feel me? You could be with the other sex. And even though you might want to 
try it and just be a little bit a little bit adventurous that doesn't mean that you that you're going to commit and be you know and be uh and be gay so um yeah (laughs) um yeah so check out this clip right here when we got into it and you know where x and distinguishes opinions differ from mine and um was a little bit of an intense convo but nonetheless it was enlightening so check this one out let's just get into this tank shit because i already know when we fuck (laughs) i already know you've been you've been waiting for this shit so i'm just listening niggas started canceling tank apparently because he was on lip service which is a podcast okay and on it he was asked the question okay the question was Uh it i think it started off of is a nigga a liar i think this is it but is a nigga a liar if he lied before or something like that or if he lies okay and then tank says something to the effect of well I mean, if a nigga lies once or twice, does that really make him a liar? Okay. So I guess, mm-hmm. I think that was what it is. Correct okay. me if I'm wrong, okay. anybody who, you know, is listening. But that then turned into, I think the girls were trying to get him. So they were like, well, if a nigga who sucks dick um, sucks dick once or twice, does that make him gay? And Tank was like, no, I don't think that yeah. makes him gay. I definitely agree. Fuck that. I agree too. I definitely agree. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I agree. It does not make him gay. Right. However, oh, my oh, own... hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. I can't let that shit right. Hold on, hold on. Son. I don't give a fuck. We gonna talk about it, nigga. Hold talking on. to Mister Ready Whip. What's up? I don't so think tell... make... Wait. Hold the fuck up. Stop. <laughs> Stop it really quick. <laughs> so you telling me? Yeah. If. <laughs> oh, I, got a, I got a crazy rebuttal, so I'm dying. I'm waiting to hear your rebuttal. Yeah, like oh, you, you will hear it, my nigga. So, you will hear it. So, if you suck dick once or twice, uh-huh. you're not gay. No. So, <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't think I don't. I no. Would, I would not consider him gay. No. Sucking dick. No. <laughs> Let's just clarify this. No. I would not consider. No. You would nigga. not consider, um, bro. No. No, my, bro. No. My nigga. No. I, I would no. not. No. No. No, 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 no. Why would you do that? No, nigga, this is a dick right now. No, no. I wouldn't consider him gay. No, No. I wouldn't consider a dude gay if he did that once or twice. We we talking about distinguished now. He asked me the direct question. So you wouldn't think I'm gay. I'm cool with that. Even if you thought I was. Now, now, here's my... Listen, I have two two things that I want to say. Yeah, let X say it. Because I got a rebuttal for your ass, nigga. I don't want a rebuttal for my ass, bro. (laughs) I am straight. But the first <laughs> The first thing I want to say is fuck, I don't even know what the fuck I want to say no more. Yeah, I think stupid do a loop, son. I'm I am good. What the fuck was I saying? Whatever works for y'all, bro. No, I mean, no, technically the nigga would not be gay. The nigga would be exploratory. Of of different things, bro. Exploring is me going in the room with this nigga and being like, "Yeah, I think I'm a pass." That's exploring. No, that's that ain't exploring. no exploring. That's exploring. <laughs> exploring. A, a butt plug is exploring. It's not exploring. Me getting on my knees and watching you come with your meat, and I go like this, <laughs> taste it. I'm like, I think I like this. I'm gonna try it one more time because I wasn't sure the first time. 
That shit hit the back of my throat the first time. I'm not sure. I tasted the saltiness. Some niggas need, but niggas do that in life though. Niggas will be like, yo, I I think I, I might like this cake. And then they taste it and then be like, mm, it was on the borderline. Are and they taste it again and they're like, nah. Dick to nah. Yeah, I mean, I think the important piece about this podcast, again, is to have candid conversations. And I think the beauty in that is that things can be challenged. So we can we can speak on things. And as the singer said earlier, it's a public platform. So we know sometimes some people are going to agree with with me one day. Some people are going to agree with Distinguished one day. Some people are going to agree with D-Flow one day. And some days they're not. Um, shit, I listen back to some of the episodes and I don't agree with myself. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but yeah, I think that was an important conversation because... They are still. We're still in this climate where there are people in in the community um, that don't really understand the difference between kind of just. You don't necessarily have to engulf yourself in another culture to just understand it and have respect for it. Facts. Facts. Um. All right. Speak, speaking about respect. Um. Shout out to Silva. Uh. Uh, aka King Silver, aka Silver Line and Production. She actually just celebrated a B Day. Shout out to you, Queen. Happy belated. Um, Silver came on our show um when she was a part of the Lead the Lips podcast, uh, episode fifty four, where she was talking about um, you know, a few turning points in her life and a few of those turning points was, you know, uh possibly seeing six niggas in one week and having niggas come over for supper on Sunday, like everything is good and the name of Jesus. So y'all check this out. Uh, Silver, uh, this is definitely a hot take. Silver probably gonna kill niggas for this, but Silver, you could just blame me because I'm I'm the motherfucker that dug deep for this, okay? <laughs> and uh, I wanna be uh, I, I wanna be nigga number seven. All right, you said six. We need another nigga to complete the seven day cycle in a week. All right, thank you very much. So y'all listen to this episode, uh, King Silver, episode fifty four, where she talks about she's at a point where she's recording everything, including six niggas coming to the crib in one week. And I'm at a point in my life where I don't give a fuck. I'm recording everything. Okay. Oh, Even if it's shit. like six different niggas in a week, I'm recording everybody. For what? And they all going to be at the whoa, dinner whoa. by Sunday. Right. Wait, yeah, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hot girl summer. We ain't going to let that just rock. Right. This nigga put him bashing her. Yeah, God. fuck this nigga yeah. and this nigga and this nigga. <laughs> this nigga on a Monday. This nigga on a Tuesday. <laughs> fuck this nigga with no electricity. Fuck this, this nigga with no electricity. None of these are facts. They're not proven. This is all hypothetical. Six niggas. Listen, you just put you. a number. You was like six niggas. Like that's a lot yeah, of niggas. It's like seven 6. days 5. in a week. Right. I link six niggas every day, and then uh, that Sunday they all linking me at the same yo, time at one oh, big ass that. dinner table. Oh, what the fuck you mean? And they don't know. They don't know. They all. They all gotta know each other. They gotta introduce each other. They gotta chop it up. Tell them what you do. How right, they can so find you. That's why me and you got a bone to pick. But we gonna talk why about we that later. We gonna talk about it later. This is hypothetical. This no, is hypothetical. No, Kim, uh, get the are not that. I'm just saying. Don't give a fuck about <laughs> Listen, so explain to me uh, mm-hmm. if, if you was you your you were your breakdown of the hot girl summer. That's what you was getting at. All right, so yeah, so I feel like hot girl summer was just people living their best life. Like mm-hmm. I feel like oftentimes we let niggas dictate what we do, how we move, mm-hmm. and who we like, who we love. And it's a lot of broken hearts. And sometimes. 
the the weather the weather get caught up and, and shit like that. And shit, yeah. yeah, like people just be crying and hot. Like it don't make no sense. So this summer, bitches was just like, yo, fuck everything. Like I don't right. give a fuck if this nigga cheated on me or if he fucked my mother. Like I'm turning oh, up. Damn, what, what, I'm turning. What was that? What was the STD Whoa. rate you think this summer? Oh, this nigga went. <laughs> Nigga came for the balls. I'm not sorry, y'all. City boys was good this year. A lot of city boys didn't get herpes this year. A lot of city boys. But here's the thing: I feel like it had less to do with y'all and more to do with us in part. That's why the city boys was chilling. So it was a lot. It was a lot of niggas not getting fucked this summer too. It was a lot of city girls fucking city girls, honey. True. There's a lot of city boys fucking city boys too. That's a fact. I want nigga. Whis- <laughs> they were whispering booty holes. We heard y'all. <laughs> Fuck out of here. We heard that shit. All right. We heard that shit. Y'all niggas ain't low. Y'all not Man, low. Boy, I like getting played about butt. Uh, you right. Keep it about. Keep it about. One in three. Right next to you, bro. One in three. Pink next to you, bro. <laughs> You got your chest out. Nigga give a fuck about daddy on his hat. What's the way the statistics are set up is always one in three. Hey, I'm At least he admitted it. Listen, the city boys ain't really get into the game until around July 15th. We wasn't really Stop playing, playing the whole summer. We wasn't playing, playing the whole summer. Stop playing. Y'all whole all year. Oh, That's damn. the thing. Gun, this is when you put a gunshot after we do it. <laughs> y'all whole all year. And then y'all hit 40 talking about y'all want to settle down. Like, damn. The fuck you know, I vaguely remember that, remember that episode. And I don't know if that's a completely accurate depiction of what she was talking no, about. Not. But, uh, um, uh, none. But they heard it already, so it's all good. <laughs> Nonetheless, though, that was a really, really fun episode with Lethal Lips, which was definitely our female counterpart at the time, where people were waiting for us to do a show together, episode together. Silva has actually worked with us for our live show, the last one that we did. She was amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we love you, Silva. Uh, we love you, Slim. Um, and another duo that really added to the show had to be episode 31 for the culture with Jameer Pond and Kelly Fit. Yes, that episode mm. was comedy. Oh, yeah. That was hilarious. Distinguish, oh you got to stop flirting with the guests. You flirt with every single guest, even the male guests. <laughs> so, hey, 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 listen, hey, if, if that's listen, all encompassed, we're, we're equal rights. Hey, if it's all encompassed, I understand. But, um, <laughs> In this episode, Distinguished is propositioning Jameer. <laughs> and the conversation gets a little crazy. And then also Jameer puts us on about Henny Dick and what Henny Dick does for him. So this episode got really, really crazy. Um, Short niggas winning all year in 2020. Thank you, Jameer. Uh, Kelly came on a little bit later. I don't know if you're going to hear her in this episode, but you'll definitely hear her. And another episode that we highlight, but episode 31 for the culture, Jameer Pond and Kelly Fit. Yes. Check it out. Jameer Splash. All right. Like. Oh, boy. <laughs> Just give it up. He's like, I'm about to get All right. So, all right. Boom. You already got a job. So you, you, sometimes you drink too much, right? Mm. And then you ready to get intimate. With a young lady mm-hmm. or a young man, depending on what you want to do. That's what I'm whatever talking your about. preference is. That's what I'm is. talking about. Love your preference. Yeah. Do whatever mm-hmm. you got to do. Yeah. But like, you ever drink too much? <laughs> yeah, you say that you're very enthusiastic <laughs> about it. 
I love the enthusiasm, though. If you trying to tell me something, bro, I... I fuck with you. We, we here no for matter you. what. <laughs> no matter what. I like that. Uh, <laughs> oh wow. God, it's crazy. Um, but like you drink too much, you about to get intimate, and you know, you get the whiskey dick. Ronnie gang gang. What? My man Ronnie Wait. on the on the Oh, on what up, Ron? Mm. I look, it got weird. Right? I, said, I, said, gang, whi- gang. I, like, oh. I said whiskey dick, then you shout right. out gang, Ronnie. Gang, right. Things got a little weird. <laughs> My fault. <laughs> gang gang. Gang. <laughs> It got weird really quickly, but no, nah, whiskey dick is real because like I ain't know I ain't know what that shit was until I had to research it because you know you get a little drunk, you get nice, and usually your shit just right. ready. Strong. Right? I only heard a, a henny dick. I never heard a whiskey dick. Whiskey it's dick all is, alcohol dick. What the fuck is that? Though? Whiskey dick is when you drink too much and your dick just like it's done. Nigga, I'm drunk now and I can't <laughs> oh, get up. And then you know, shorty, shorty doing this ish. <laughs> What's going on? Like. Sometimes this, I don't know. Only a real drinker would know about that shit. What's up? Why do shorties like, yo, when shorties play with you, they always think, like, they think it's cute, but they are humiliating your shit, bro. It's like, yo, this is not fun for me. This is not fun for me. It's like, yo, I can't. You have a small helicopter. Oh. You know, maybe later. So, like, right, you just want to serve some baby food. Here oh, comes the shit. airplane. Oh, <laughs> so you know, like that. You know, that happened to the best of us sometimes. So that was definitely an all man moment. I was like, oh yeah, man. ain't nothing worse than busting too quick though. Oh, so you got played off though. <laughs> you got played off. So I need to hear this, right? So I if if you wear a con, I don't know y'all y'all situations, but no, nah, I don't really do that no more. Okay, yeah, well, I'm still on the condom game. Yeah. Talk to so me, brother. Here's some uh, for you, right? <laughs> you wear a condom, right? You feel yourself about to nut too quick, and you come, right? You come, keep stroking, right, right. Here it is, boom. Now your egg. body's like, right. you, what you doing? You right. can't do this no more. <laughs> what we doing right so now? So right before you go soft in the, in the pussy, you go, oh shit, I think the condom broke. And then you take it out, and then you look at. Don't show her. It's like it's like a spade hand. You go, oh yeah, bro. Yeah, give me a moment. Bro, yeah, I give gotta me go. a moment. You throw it out, and you flush it down the toilet, and then she be like, "Are right, you ready?" Be like, "Nah, like the whole shit just fucked Fuck me up." <laughs> Let me get about ten minutes. You go to sleep or whatever you do. Eat the box. I don't know. You know whatever your preference is. Whatever. But toss the salad. Right, 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 right. Eat butt. Eat butt. You know. <laughs> right. Whatever. Right. Whatever you, you do. Back you got to get something. You got to get something. my nigga. Hey, look, he a grown man. Right. Exactly. Facts. Yeah, you from Queens, right? Yeah. All the shit gone. That's right. Yeah. This whole shit gone. You need butt on your nose. You know. <laughs> right. Boom. Right. I don't know I how just, you do it, right. but I just want the listeners to know this nigga the stage is sitting next to me with no facial hair. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about purple fleek. Why? You got a job, like we, a, yeah. a new job. Yeah, <laughs> you working for the like the boys? Yeah, okay. Actually, yeah. I no, cause yeah. they make you cut off all your facial. I am working with the boys. I am working with. I said the boys. boys, like. All right, so my all man oh. moment. Oh, what, what's my all man moment? Oh, oh, oh. I, I yeah, I'm not. We we gotta ignore it, bro. <laughs> ignore it. So. This, this nigga came out of his fucking stupor. I don't know what he's doing. Um, oh, oh, this man. E&J is hitting. So this weekend, yeah. damn, we can't recover. We can't. We can't. Y'all better get it together. We can't get it together. This was, 
Come on. <laughs> Jermaine came to come on. I ain't gonna say. A lot happens if you know, just in that little moment. That it's, been, it's been eight minutes into the show, bro. <laughs> Yo, that's wild. It's only eight minutes into the show. All right, so, oh, man. Yo, again, shout out to our brother, Jameer Pond. <laughs> Splash. Um, And Kelly for jumping on the episode. It was, it was jokes, man. One thing I can say is that, you know... I highly doubt me and my brothers on this on this platform are gonna die, um, and like really, really like early because the way that we laugh, bro, we make laughing go out of style, bro. We laugh, the <laughs> shit cannot even really be that funny. Niggas is still laughing. Niggas is laughing because other nigga laughing. <laughs> Nobody don't want to see not <laughs> laughing. Like the joke, the joke could be the most inappropriate thing, and niggas is just like with the straight face, like. <laughs> like it just fucking comes out naturally so i love that about the show um but um episode 66 <sighs> episode 66 i feel like was definitely one of you know again one of our more realer conversations about you know friendship and business and what that entails episode 66 for a lot of you guys who don't remember um omari on a little fizz mm. we learned so much about their business relationship their mm. friendship you know, and, you know, I'm still to this day, I'm just like, you know, it's tough for me to really know that my man's, I mean, XAB had a different view on it. Well, you guys will listen to it, but it's tough for me to know that my man's went out with somebody, you know, whether they're here or not in the physical and then I'm, you know, trying to, you know, do something with them. Um, you know, may, maybe in time I might do it, you know, who knows? Might try to go after somebody that my man's, you know, he just, he he couldn't get that, you know, to work 20 years later and now she become my wife, nigga. I hate it was you, bro. I hate it was you. But yeah, uh, the boys discuss, you know, the falling out, you know, and our interpretation that happened between Omarion and Little Fizz from the boy band group B2K. Check this out now, episode 66. And you on social media talking about Nigga, I was waiting my turn? And you quote-unquote supposed to be my mans? It's not going to be a good day for both of y'all, son. Y'all going to have hell forever. I don't give a fuck if it was a one-time thing. Nigga, you're not going to get on social media. And we done made all this money together. We done told the world. We done probably fuck bitches together. And you know that at some point, a nigga done settled down and got a chick that he created a family with. Two beautiful kids. I saw the kids. And you telling Vlad that we got a business relationship? Nigga, how the fuck yeah, we no got way. a business relationship, Ain't nigga? no way. All them so, nigga, we had a business. All, all that these is years? Lies. You, nigga, I came up with you in the wild. industry. We didn't have no business relationship. Fizz so, so, wild, so Fizz nigga, said son. that him and Omarion's no, relationship. No, said Omarion that. said it because Vlad was like, Vlad was like, so would you consider... You and Fizz to have a business relationship. He said, "Would you do? You, do you consider yourselves friends?" And right. he said, "I would consider us uh, having a business relationship." At this point, that's at all. At this point, at this point, that's what it is. But bef- honestly, I think what happened. My my, my, hurt, my my thing on that. He probably got wind of it. I think he confronted them. I think 100%. he was. Oh, Mariana's like, a nigga that confronts. Yeah, I think he probably confronted them calm. There's no, no way. Wild disrespectful shit. Nah. It's like yo, you're like you're my man. So I I'm think like, there was a falling out. You think so? I think I there was think, a falling out before that. I think there was a falling out between him and Fizz. Yeah. Over some other shit. Other some other shit. And Fizz did some grime. It was like, all right, cool. I've been wanting to fuck your bitch. And she giving me play. I think April must have been, must have maybe left she the- She just as grimy too, She son. Yeah, she can't. She not, she's real grimy, She's not son. untouched in this, but I she's think she must have been- There's no way he would have shot his shot unless she let him know that door was open. 
So I think him and Amarion had a falling out about some other shit, like like Distinguish said. She was already shooting the shot or letting him know he could shoot his shot. And he just was like, fuck it. I'm going to see what's up. And now we here. There ain't no way, bro. There's no way. I don't I'm going to keep it 100. This is wild. If he had just hit, bro, it wouldn't have seemed that wild. I would have been like, oh, you hit. Maybe they got caught up in a moment. A whole relationship, bro, let is me, a different thing. Nah, let nah, me explain. Nah, let me say, nigga. All right, let's, let's get into it. Come on, Flo. There is... Very limited situations where I could see myself fucking one of y'all exes. Damn sure fucking someone you was married to. And you or have started babies a, with? That's or a, started a family that's a with. Lot, Imagine being your man's. Watching from inception of you having a child to the birth of that child to the child being raised a little bit. And I'm around that spear. Y'all break up. And then I move in. And now, now in the, that, the, that's the relationship wild, is wild. Bro. The relationship is wild. Him fucking her, I don't know. There's grimy niggas out there that could be. It's expected. not out of the realm, but it's still it's wild not out to of me. The realm, but it's still wild because I'm gonna tell you some real shit. I've never said this on the podcast. There's a dude. I'm not gonna say his name either because a lot, a lot, a lot of niggas starting to put pieces together in the life of distinguished. One of my close friends. Prior to him passing away, he passed away, was basically telling me, you a fake nigga because you always busy. You can't visit me in the hospital when he was dying. And I felt very, very, very bad about it. I used to try to talk to him. I One time I tried to visit the nigga when I actually had the time. And he was like, nah, nigga, you can stay. Your sister always visit me. Long story short, he was dating a chick. And... I don't know if this was happening prior to him dying or what, but the chick that he was with started fucking with his best friend, like his best friend. So when that shit came out, I think this like he probably had died already. And I was just like, so was your best friend waiting? Like Lil Fizz was waiting for his turn? Because even though they're not together, I just thought it was wild that How's this your man's? And then this just had me coming on today's show. Like, yo, we got to talk about the ethics of the bro code because this I, shit different now. I'm I don't know like no more, The only bro. thing for me, death, I don't know, death so. makes things a little bit a little bit more, I guess, accepting in my opinion. If the person passes away, then... Is it free game, bro? Free game is too extreme, it's 60, but... 60-40, bro. But it's 60-40. I can't blame a nigga for that move. That nigga's no longer here. But he always... But in my head, it's like but he the, always wanted to but smash not, her. It might not even be nah, that, bro. they could have started spending it, it, time about to because say that. of that. He could have been Possibly. consoling her. I think a lot of times this happens, right? Yeah. I have a homegirl. Yeah. I introduce y'all to the homegirl. Right. You and homegirl hit it off, but I'm still cool with her. Yeah. You feel me? Me and her are still cool, so we still talk on the regular. Yeah. But you and her in a full-blown invested relationship. Right. Now, I don't know why females like to do this, and I have to partly blame the dudes at the same time. A lot of girls are going vent to that same dude still about About their friend. True. So you try to be on the fence because you're trying to be a good friend to her. True. But at the same time, you have your man's back. So you try to play it on the fence and not try to get too Some deep. niggas. Some, some niggas, niggas be for some the niggas kill. Are wild. Some niggas, some niggas, niggas are wild. Right. Yeah. But a lot of dudes play the fence and just be like, yo, I'm going to hear what you have to say. But right. at the same time, covering for their mans enough that 
it doesn't seem like he doesn't They're not have trying to man. break you up. Exactly. Yeah, they're yeah. not trying to break the relationship They're not trying to be up. the reason for the breakup. Exactly. Yeah. Even but though they might know it's just coming. But they're intertwined enough. You right. feel me? And a lot of times when you might, you now you and homegirl break up, you feel me? That and, nigga right there. And I'm just like, he she's still there. fucking with me though. Right. You feel me? She's still mad cool with me. Now she's coming to me, consoling me more and more and more. Listen, it, I'm going to say this. just falls in. Oh man, I I really well. You see, if if that situation does happen, it's going to be you because you tend to jump in everybody's fucking <laughs> inbox for no goddamn reason. <laughs> like the other day, you telling me you jumped in my homegirl's DM. I'm like, bro, I already told you. That's the Let sis. Her rock. Let her rock. You don't need to be talking about feet or nothing else, nigga. Shit, but um, yeah, nah, that situation was really, really crazy. Yeah, speaking about wilding out, so this is probably by far a bar none one of the best episodes we had. December thirty first to drop, ladies and gentlemen. Episode seventy was our year wrap up. We're talking about last year. Uh, Kelly and Slim, Slim came back to join us. We were talking about all of the uh the things that have transpired musically that shaped our culture from two thousand ten up until two thousand. Um, 20 and it was dope you know shout out to xab for you know literally getting everybody to fucking do homework kelly was doing homework like she was fucking about to grade a test or some shit i was like you're going mad hard with this list like she was like yeah i did deep deep research and it was dope we were specifically having a conversation about um who is going to impact the culture after beyonce leaves and i thought that was definitely dope you know um it's definitely interesting always to um, hear other people's opinion on what they feel about an artist because the way that you feel about an artist, they can just bring in a whole different element on what their thought process is. And it kind of makes you almost retract how you feel about that artist. So, you know, shout out to Kelly and Slim for um, doing that. Because um, I love Beyonce, but it was the way that they were talking about, well, how is this person going to affect it versus what this person did? And how does that really, you know, uh, correlate to what Beyonce has done? And I'm like, eh. Definitely had me thinking. So, uh, yeah, guys, listen to this episode right here. This is our New Year episode of last year, episode 70, featuring Kelly and Slim on Dad Has Some Boat House. She's I could, I could see that. I could see that. Because okay. she does a lot of, like... We're missing this nigga. What's this guy's name? Even Sir. He's um, coming up. Sam too. Smith. Sir, too. Sam Smith. Sam Smith. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Normally, hold on. I was going to put her, but I didn't. Who? I, I haven't heard enough of her. Who? Are you... Really? I Who you said? Enough. Normandy? She's like, Normani, yeah. She's probably going to be the next Beyonce. No, she's I thought she was saying she is going to Normandy. Be the next Beyonce. I was like, the place we stormed? Uh, Normandy. No, no, I, like, I don't know. Beyonce. I just know I hear a lot of her music, but I can't never pronounce that girl's a name. A lot of people are like, she's next but she's gorgeous. She's definitely she's going to be the, She next. is gorgeous. She needs another right. single to yeah. solidify it for me. Yeah. But she does. I can see her she's going to be the next Beyonce. But people are grooming her to be the next too, which makes it a little Right. Matter of fact, that makes me think about Chloe and Haley. That's true too. They are Beyonce's prodigies. They have well, one of them is one of them is a little mermaid. One of them is going to be the Little Mermaid. I think it was one of them. Yeah, and one of them is dating Dickie Simmons. They made that public yesterday. Besides just music, they're going to impact the culture completely. I don't know, honestly. I just haven't heard nothing. No, I've heard shit, but I haven't heard. No, I haven't heard anything that to that would define them running the culture. Me too. Because I'm gonna tell you why. First of all, just to the fact that like you said, she's playing Little Mermaid. She's a young black girl with dreads. 
Right. It's just the whole face of what R and B and black girls look like. If she put they something changed, out right after that, yeah. But they but sure. just oh, by you themselves. Know. First of all, Beyonce just, took over Lion exactly. King. Can we understand that? Exactly. Beyonce took over Lion King. Beyonce she was like King? Disney who? This is mine. <laughs> you mean Beyonce King? Yeah, Beyonce yeah, King. So you think she's not gonna yes, have any part but in the little fact mermaid? that they're young black girls with she's locks, molding them right. They're yeah. not she's mo and then she had they have a power source beyond like they're gonna they're gonna flourish. Ivy in Park something. Records is out they're here. Gonna, even yeah, if it's just not musically, Facts, they're gonna though, flourish. That Ivy Park, she, yeah. Beyonce just dropped the Adidas. Yeah, the, the Adidas team. Yes. 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 female, I'll be buying all the yes. I'd oh, love to see goodness. it. I'm not opposed to it. Oh, no, I definitely gonna agree with your soon. late bloomers list. Like it was hard for me. Not hard for me, but there were so many people that I wanted yeah, to include I, in that list. It was hard for me to narrow it down. Yeah. To who I thought, but definitely Cardi B. Cardi B is ushering in yeah. all of them. Make the stallion and oh, the baby for sure. Again, shout out to those beautiful sisters. I got a few, uh, just maybe one or two more highlights that we're gonna throw yeah. in here. Um, I have to, have to, have to highlight episode ninety-six, the infamous episode ninety-six, <laughs> where <laughs> Distinguish uh, had allowed us in on his shroom ceremony. <laughs> Uh, so enlightenment. My man, my man took shrooms for the first time, and allegedly, allegedly took shrooms because allegedly took shrooms for the first time, (laughs) and um, and allegedly had an experience which led him to a conclusion (laughs) that put the internet. (laughs) <laughs> in a blaze <laughs> had people texting his phone <laughs> had people in their feelings oh, man. had girls blocking them um, but yeah this we probably should take out the block part because I don't want people getting in their feelings but um, <laughs> that ass but um, this infamous episode is episode 96 um, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, which is in Yo, lieu this nigga <laughs> in lieu with with the with the vision that distinguished saw. Um, but yeah, check it out. <laughs> Very interesting episode. And I'm used to libation because you know I'm a part of the African poetry theater, so I'm used to seeing that. Grew up around that when I was a teenager. But this was something different. This was not mm. a libation. This was this was like a libation times ten. So, anyways, what happened was. We we prayed at the altar. Then I took the shroom. And no exaggeration, I felt slightly lightheaded right after that. And all I kept remember her telling me was to just breathe. She was like, breathe, distinguish. And as I'm breathing, I noticed that I felt like a weird, and when I say weird, it's because of energy I never felt before, come over me. And she was like, yo, you transformed into a little kid. The way you were acting was childlike. And she was like, based on my observation, you became so business-minded, you don't play like that anymore. You forgot what it meant to actually just sit the fuck down and play. Because all you do is work, you focus on the next show, the next gig, you don't really take time to just chill out. And your inner child is speaking right now. I heard sounds in the ocean that I can't describe. I saw animals. I never, I, I never saw a woodpecker a day in my life. Saw a woodpecker. Then we researched the woodpecker, and the, and, and the research that we were reading was that the woodpecker was to remind me to stay grounded, to stay more grounded than I've ever been before. 
Um, and then I started, I started repeating a lot of words over and over, started chanting stuff I do not do. Mm-hmm. And as I'm doing these things, I was triggered by certain things. So I was triggered by, she had like a comic book of like Pocahontas and a few other Disney characters. And there was like somewhere where we were off into the distance, there was a young lady and she was like, yeah, that young lady reminds me of Pocahontas with her hair. And I immediately broke down and I started yelling and was saying what they did to Pocahontas was wrong. Don't know why I started doing that. Then I did some research, then found, come to find out Pocahontas was raped. And the way she was raped was crazy. I didn't know none of that. So I was just like, whoa. Started yelling. It was a lot, bro. It was a lot. It, it, it was not like I was high. It was, it was different from just smoking weed. Because I never even acted like that when I first started smoking weed. I never acted like that. No, psychedelics are different from... Yeah, I was about to say the exact you know, same like, thing. Psychedelics are... They call it psychedelics for a reason. Bro, like, it, bro, it was intense. It's a different type of thing. Bro, I, I mean, was not me, bro. <laughs> it was it was different, bro. I'm telling you. I mean, they it accesses a different part of the brain. Yeah. And um a lot of people on shrooms say like if they do it collectively, they'll see the same things. Um so they think that it might, you know, obviously there's the scientific things that happen, but on a spiritual level, a lot of people feel like that it might be a gateway into a collective unconscious or a gateway into a deeper understanding of spirituality and stuff like that. Yeah, there's a lot of people that really swear up and down by psychedelics. I mean, I don't know if I would do it. Um, my anxiety and my 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 mind is set up in a. I mean, you never <laughs> know until you try. It. I'm not gonna hold Personally, you, bro. The average person, and this is for our listeners. I was very apprehensive at first, and I feel like I'm pretty I'm pretty much an open person. You guys know me. I'm pretty much open. I'll, I'll try a few things once or twice. That's some shit that you have to be... Like, I had to fast for that. When I say fast, I had to stop eating certain things throughout the week just to get prepared for that physically. Yeah. I was told to eat lighter, and I ate light. And when, when, when the ceremony was happening, I don't remember exactly when I started to like get into this childlike way but i was playing in the sand bro like i never played in the sand a day in my life then i started remembering stuff from my childhood that never happened and i was like wow my parents never took me to the beach like that my parents never took us to the beach like that actually i don't remember really having like a family moment where we all were on the beach on the sand together and playing the way i was and even when this person was with me at the beach and she was like asking me some questions. I was still acting like a kid, like a child. Like if you say, hey, take this flower. I remember me saying, oh, flower, flower. I got a flower. And I was like, yo, I don't even talk like that. It was it was crazy. It really was crazy, man. So, yeah, it was it was different. <sighs> wow. Feels good to listen to what you said and, you know, you can still wake up the next day and nothing's wrong. <laughs> nothing's wrong. Allegedly. Allegedly. I got a fucking phone call from somebody, I think, the day after we dropped the episode. And he was like, I'm not going to say his name, but shout out to my guy. 
He was like, yo, you know you really have to incorporate that word in your fucking dictionary, right? He said, make sure you use the word allegedly because niggas will come and try to sue the podcast. He said, distinguish from trying to tell you some shit. You better keep saying that fucking word allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. I was like, damn. <laughs> yeah. Allegedly. Yeah, so, you know, shout out to my guy. Um, Episode 77. Oh, man. So I discussed one of my first... High school heartbreaks. <laughs> actually, I I I should I should actually say a heartbreak that I caused on myself. Um, because, yeah, because we were confused. Chick. We was definitely confused. Yeah, yeah. So long story short, y'all, you're gonna listen to it. But I had broke up with this girl. Um, I was I was breaking up with the girl because I was in a summer program and I started to like this other girl so damn bad. And then the other girl really didn't like me. And I was doing everything to fucking get this chick. And it wasn't working. Um, and then the summer program's over. I'm going back to school now. So I'm a junior getting ready to become a senior. And so I'm in a summer program that is now ending. And then I'm entering senior year that September. So I'm going back to school. I had already broken up with my girl over the summer. And then I'm trying to get it back during the school year. And you guys are going to hear the fucking buffoonery I did. I thought that I was the fucking man. And that shit was... That shit was heartbreaking to say the least. I was like, damn. Did all that shit for nothing. Well, you live and you learn. Episode 77. Distinguished discusses heartbreak. Or I should really say a heartbreak that I caused on myself. Tune in and laugh at my pain. You motherfuckers. <laughs> One time, I uh, broke up with this chick that I was dealing with in high school. And... I uh, broke up with her because I basically told her that I was kind of feeling another chick. Say it with your chest. And that chick ended up playing a nigga. And I felt real shitty. And then <laughs> I tried to tough in high school, bro. I tried to get my I tried to get my ex back and she wasn't with the shits at all. You're chasing a lot of girls in high school, so at least yeah. it wasn't a revenge porn story like last <laughs> boy. <laughs> I'm waiting yeah. for this to finish out because y'all yeah. like the way he looks. Yeah, because you know it's, it's gonna, gonna end bad. It's like, yeah, twist. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's got a twist. Yeah, I'm you, scared, bro. You guys are ready? It's gonna end bad. Go ahead, sir. It's either gonna end up shitty or <laughs> literally. Let me finish. Let me finish, <laughs> Dad. Come on. Let's see how this works out. So, long story short, uh, I fucking told my, all my friends to get her in a room. Um, all right, stop, bro. Don't, don't do it, son. You about to get re-indicted like Jesse Smart. I don't know. I don't know. Like the way hey, I was going, wait, bro. Get re-indicted. No, wait. A damn, bro. I told him to get her in a classroom oh, and make no. sure everybody like that's like her friends and she, everybody gets to the classroom. This is like last period. I didn't go this to- This nigga s- tried to propose. I Wait. Wait. It, it was close. Wait. <laughs> I didn't go to school. I didn't go to school that day. I planned the whole day out. All right. And <laughs> I don't know where this is going, bro. Well, I don't like Damn, it. Damn, I can't finish. <laughs> Literally? Don't choke, daddy. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> don't yeah. choke. Uh, anyway. Uh, All right. <laughs> so they got her in the room like I told them to. And basically, I walked into the room with roses. And the whole class was like stunned. And I was like. Yo, um, I actually stopped the teacher. Wait, you ain't go to class. I ain't go to class. You ain't go to school. No, and I stopped the teacher from teaching. But how do you? So you just came in school. Yeah, I just came to school eighth period. And nope, you nope. stopped the teacher from teaching. Yeah, I did. For a chick that you weren't with no more. Yeah, 
Okay. But this nigga got on me last All week. Right. Put dropping <laughs> rose petals on the ground. Yeah. Nigga, you didn't even go to school. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> skip the skip the whole fucking day. Seven periods. Right. Continue. <laughs> so <laughs> walking this uh walking in classroom, all black on, got the roses. And I basically just tell the whole class, listen, I'm not trying to mess nobody's situation up in terms of like they day or whatever. Spot jobs to the teacher. I'm like, listen, really want you back. Yada yada. Confessing my in mm-hmm. front of everybody. They like, oh, all the shit's going crazy. Gave her the roses as I'm walking out. Um, you know, I just I gave her the roses and I was like, you know, you know, just think about it. As I'm walking out, the bitch threw them in the garbage. Oh, class is like, oh, you got played. <laughs> That shit was horrible, bro. I felt a nigga whole oh, heart drop out. I think almost, I think almost fell outside. Wait, the classroom. she ain't even wait for you to leave the class. No. <laughs> Do you still know her to this day? Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, we haven't spoken in, in in a while. Okay. Pharaohs of Egypt. <laughs> Damn, that was that was real tough. So, right uh, that was harsh. Yeah, that was tough. Heartbreak, you know. I guess that was you know for revenge. In terms of, you know, me telling her, you know, you know, I'm really feeling this chick. I had just met the chick over the summer. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Wait, wait, what happened? Wait, wait. I think we missed this step. Hold on. What happened? She broke up with you. No, I broke up with her. Wait, hold hold on, son. This, okay. this, this, this My is rocky, bro. <laughs> nigga, I got to break down the math. Break yeah, down the science on this nigga shit, bro. When did this happen? This happened. So, like, I broke up with her, like, in the summer. Because, because you wanted to see another chick. Yeah. And then that chick curves me. So of course she what threw type your shit. What type of shit is this, bro? How the fuck you gonna break up with the shorty to go for another shorty? I thought shorty. it was gonna work. The fuck you and your fucking work, nigga? You should have stick your ass with the homie that you thought you could fuck with. And then you want to come and bring... Wait, when did you take the roses, bro? When did I what? What what month did you take the roses for? Um, let me see. This situation happened, I think maybe like in October. Like right, it was right after the program ended. Shorty curved me. I was like, damn, I gotta get my ex back. That's wild, bro. Yeah, that's what happens to you when you do silly shit, bro. I'm walking. <laughs> I'm gonna call y'all. I was silly tight, situation. boy. I was like, fuck, and. uh yeah, bro. She threw them shits right in the garbage as I'm leaving the room, and I just heard a big, "Damn, nigga, you got played, man!" I was like, "Oh, I felt my heart." <laughs> it's October. You had to go to school for the did rest of the year. Did you look back or did you keep walking? I kept walking, bro. You know how I look back. <laughs> you better bro. have looked back. I was honestly, there, bro. I took the rest of the week off. <laughs> yeah, that was the that was the interesting part about it is the fact that you you <laughs> you was doing fuck shit and that. Was upset at the outcome of the fuck yeah. shit, but um, yeah, yeah. Listen, we all yeah. live and we learn. <laughs> yeah, we all did some dumb shit at some point in time. Yeah, um, yes. Speaking of, we have episode twelve, and I had mentioned episode twelve in mentioning episode thirteen earlier, but episode twelve actually mm-hmm. featured Alex and Asia. I mean Asia, sorry, Alex and Asia. Um, from BuzzFeed, they had a show at the time where BuzzFeed was... Oh, yeah, that episode was lit. Yeah, BuzzFeed was yeah. highlighting their relationship. And we had them on, and we had them speak about both being models in the industry and how that affected their relationship. Alex loved the man mm. bun, so we spoke a little bit about the man bun. 
and a lot yes, of did. other things. Check out this clip from the episode. This is episode 12, two for one, featuring BuzzFeed's Alex and Asia. I haven't really seen Alex lately. How the fuck is he? What the fuck is he up to, XAB? Alex is in fitness now, and he's been doing really well. So shout out to him. Um, Okay. And Asia is a flight attendant. Shout out to her. She's also still modeling, so shout out to Asia. Um, Oh, I didn't even know she was still modeling. Okay. Yeah, they're both doing well. So shout out to both of them. Um, Yeah. You got any more episodes to highlight? Yeah, man. So my last highlight for you guys, you know, we can't give you everything, but this was pretty interesting. And it's so funny because when you guys listen to how I'm setting up all of the episodes, you're going to be like, this nigga didn't even really give us like the actual setup. I'm just giving you a snippet. That's what I do. I've learned that about myself. I might not say the whole full thing when I'm talking about anything. It sounds like it don't make no fucking sense. Then when you hear it, it's like, oh, this nigga is actually trying to make some sense. Okay. I don't like how he does it, but hey, that's distinguished. So that's what the fuck I do. So episode 97, my good brother XAB gets mixed signals from his partner, and he's trying to figure out whether, you know, they want him to do certain things at certain times. You know, chicks always expect niggas to be mind readers, and unfortunately, we not. Like, we're actually as dumb as you think we are. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be more than oblivious. I'll be like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. I'll be acting like I know some shit. I don't know anything. So listen to this really quick. This is about five minutes. My guy XAB is just, you know, discussing, you know, having mixed signals on whether he's supposed to, you know, open the door for Shorty or close the door on Shorty, you know, whether to say, hey, babe, that outfit looks nice or babe, you look like trash. And I definitely don't want to take you out. I don't think I've ever said anything like that, sir. (laughs) Yeah, I was about to say, damn, bro. (laughs) This nigga's making shit up, but I guess you'll hear what I actually said. (laughs) Facts. Run the clip. It gets the people going. I have to say that, at least in my experience, I get mad mixed signals all the fucking time from what my partner may want from me at a certain time. We just lost and another like, hundred listeners. It's real. <laughs> Listen, it's all real. I'm gonna say is all I'm gonna say is women. I just said my experience. I, 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 I'm not speaking like for it. all women. My experience. <laughs> no, my me. I mean, this guy. <laughs> I, I've had partners that tell me one thing. I do that one thing, and then I'm getting barked on, saying I'm supposed to do the next thing. I'm the next thing. I'm just like, so what do you want? What do you want? I don't. I don't get. It. I don't. I look at it like this. I think every every healthy relationship, there's two things that are necessary, in my opinion. Loyalty is is a bit more on the higher end of the spectrum for me personally. Loyalty and trust. I don't want to say honesty as much, but I need to trust you, mm-hmm. and I need the loyalty. Those are like the two higher ranking things. People are going to lie. I'm not going to sit. I'm not going to sit down here and expect you to be honest with me all the time, or or beef with you because you're not being honest all the time. It's just what you choose to lie about. It's like certain things you just don't have to lie about. Correct. So if you don't have to lie about it, then 
don't lie about it. Facts. If you but suck this me, dick, just tell me you suck this dick. I'm gonna ask you, did you like it? I don't. You no, like you can lie to me about that. You can lie to me about that. <laughs> nah, you I want her to tell me the truth. Yo, you suck this dick. Yo, yo, did you swallow that nigga, kids? Nah, All right. I don't want to know. <laughs> I, I want to know. know. Distinguish me. Keep it on. I want to know. Did you suck that nigga dick? I don't need to know that type of stuff. Let let me let me trust that you won't even do it in the fucking first place. <laughs> That's what I'm she's talking about. She's gonna do it, yeah. bro. She's gonna do it. I, nah, I, I have to trust that you won't even do it. Yeah. If I can't trust that you won't even then do it, then why are we in a relationship? Then why are we in a fucking relationship? That's yeah. what I'm talking about. I don't need, I don't need that That's type it. of stress. I need, I need to know that when you go to a party with your girls, that there ain't no nigga that's that's in the bottle section throwing thousands. That now all of a sudden I got to worry about you going home with that nigga for the night and I can't going reach home you. With that nigga. I need to trust yeah. that you're going to come home. She's like, going home, home with that I nigga because trust. she knows that the average men is not going to go to the club and be like, yo, we buying mad bottles. And the average nigga saying, baby, can we go yeah. Dutch on this bottle? Can we go Dutch? <laughs> nah, I need, I need to trust that you're gonna go there, drink his liquor, and come back the fuck home. No, she's gonna, do more, she's to gonna do more than drink his you liquor. Drink his she's liquer. gonna do more than drink his liquor. I need okay? to, I need to trust and have confidence. <laughs> she's gonna drink his liquor. Loyal enough she's, to be. Listen, listen to she's drinking Maybe, maybe you need to change your circle of women, sir. <laughs> maybe you need to quit. You need to stop fucking with certain chicks. And, and the chicks that I fuck with contribute woman, to this fucking podcast on a daily basis. Shout out to the chicks I fuck with. Thank you for holding it down. Dad had some bow ties. <laughs> Listen, man. Oh, they no, might be. They, they, you doing mixed signal be, shit right now, bro? They you might be mad at you because the picture you painting. <laughs> oh no! Like you, you think they might go suck a nigga dick for a Tonight. chicken nugget? <laughs> like, they might suck a nigga like. dick for some truck fit. <laughs> 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 this nigga right here is a fool, boy. I am good, sir. And honestly, if you go to suck some dick for some truck fit, we really ain't gotta be in a relationship. I can pay you that much. I can buy you, you the truck fit. You don't gotta You better suck some dick for some fucking put out a for some ball mains, nigga. Like you better come back and you know, I just put out a five, poem. six figures type shit, and I'll be like, all right, we can sell this back if we out. To. I just I mean, put out right. a poem. I said I ain't have a twelve inch dick. She gotta suck the nigga dick for some truck fit. I'm sorry. Honestly, if you suck a twelve inch nigga dick, I ain't trying to be with you for that. You come back, you can stay with that nigga. I'm good. If you I can't can't breathe. Breathe. Yo, yo, if if if, the, if my oh shorty my comes home and be like. It couldn't fit in my mouth. Oh, uh huh. Oh, okay. Yo, I, good. Re- I really don't want to ever have that conversation, son. Yo, that's the hardest shit to even fathom, bro. Like, just to think, like, you, you, you so, yeah, I don't even know how I could deal with that personally, son. Like, that's going to be the weirdest so, shit ever so, in my life. So you sucked his dick? Yeah. So you sucked his dick? It was well, really. It was. It's a part big. of sex. It was big. It was like, big. Like he could have been. Right, and it's funny because I could see that she rubbed it in your face. It was so big. It couldn't even fit in my mouth. And I've been like. <laughs> you know, you, know you, you sit there in contemplation, like. What the fuck? And, and then and then part of you is like, well, how big was he? And then the other part is like, you don't you don't need you this don't information. Know. You, you don't, don't know, <laughs> but you will ask. Your brain can't help it, bro. It's like your mind. A part of you is just like, default don't ask. And then you just say, so how big was it? <laughs> and you try you try to put the angle on it like it <laughs> like it helps. So like how big helps. was it? So how big was it? And she's like, do you really want to know? 
I kind of need to know at this point. <laughs> I kind of yeah, need we, to know. We're here now. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, we cannot, we cannot, we cannot forget this bonus clip that we are going to throw in here. And that is of us on Horrible Decisions, where Distinguished, of course, being Distinguished, goes all in and sucks a random person's toe. I guess she's not that random because we all know her. But uh, yeah, check out this highlight from our guest appearance on Horrible Decisions. You tweeted him yesterday. Chad Ocho Cinco retweeted something. Oh, I did. He got on my nerves real quick. By the way, for all of y'all that were in my comments, me and there's nothing with me and Chad. Everyone was like, "Ooh, are you gonna peg him?" Is that did it? So Chad, so, so, so no. Ocho you gonna peg Cinco, him eighty five times, right? Nigga, this, nigga, <laughs> this nigga fake retweeted me yesterday and professed my love for him and was like, "Sorry, we, we didn't work out a, a few years ago." Oh, oh, this nigga's and an like, idiot. So, <laughs> yesterday, I'm like, really? So then I was like, Chad, really? Can we not do this? I love so, a good fake art. So, yeah, so, yeah, so, that's so, love. But that's so 2009. So I was like, nigga, and you know he got mad followers. So just so y'all know, Chad, good friend of mine. But no, there is no me and Ocho Cinco. Chad, no, that's not a thing. But yeah, no. We'll see you too much. We'll see you too much. Said something about like this couple's funny or whatever the fuck was going on. We follow each other. A week later. He told me I looked pretty. Very bad. Like, literally, this is pretty. Mm-hmm. Those are his words. Was this... it your feet? No, it was like a picture of me in the car. <laughs> I, I like feet, too. That it's nigga cool. be liking some feet. I'm not a feet person at all. Okay. You're... I'm just saying. Mindy goes, there's nothing with us. And she's like, that nigga <laughs> likes feet. He do like feet. <laughs> How you know that nigga <laughs> likes feet? We're friends. <laughs> That's what's up. <laughs> We're friends. He, That's he what's up. He, he massaged your feet before? He like white toes. Just He tweets about it all the time. Let me see if I like it's your feet. Tw- Take your sneakers off. See if I like your feet. No, no, no. I'll suck your toe right now on air. You will not suck my toe. I will suck your toe. Do it for the content. 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 Hey, we are not doing that. And that's the truth. I am on sneakers today. I don't give a fuck. Them shit's off. I don't give a fuck. Them shit's off. I don't give a fuck. Mandy, come on. I always do the whole shit. Nah, she did some wild stuff at the live show in DC. Come on. Bitches, titty and breast milk came out. That shit was wild. You can't do that shit. You're so wild. Your leg is halfway up. Can't sacrifice a motherfucker's toe. Your leg is halfway. You cannot up. suck my toe on air. What are we doing? <laughs> I'm, I'm, this is not I'm on Pornhub. The kink of the see, week is no. Not, they wait, talk about us me, misleading. No, right. you're supposed no, to be freaky as shit. Oh, what happened? You misleading no, us. You supposed to be freaky as shit. My acrylic needs done. My acrylic needs done. I don't give a fuck. The foot is already out. The foot is already out. I just I don't care. Come on. Come on, it's there. The foot is already out. What's up? No, I don't, it's already out. Yeah, like, he, he, he got a Dunkin' Donuts napkin. He got a Dunkin' Donuts. Yo, bro, it's right there. Yeah, get it, get, get this. <laughs> get, get that tongue. <laughs> <laughs> so. Love that shit. <laughs> Love that shit. Well, how do we get here? Ah, it will not be on Patreon or whatever the fuck it is. It's going to be on a live show. What's up? What's up? I suck that shit like a motherfucking banana. Just like that. I sucked it just like that. Feminism is for everybody, ladies. Let me get some water to, to wash it down. Water to wash that motherfucker. I think that concludes it. In terms of highlights, if you guys want to, definitely go back to some of our old episodes. 
Uh, we're definitely going to revisit some of those episodes. So if you hear something different, it wasn't us, though, but it was us. Um, but yeah, <laughs> definitely go back and check out some of our old episodes. These were just some of the highlights. I hope you enjoyed. Thank y'all for being here for 100 episodes. And we are out.